What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. Joining us today is the super talented Tori Bryant. Hey. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us, info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, topic ideas. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, of course. MoGraph.com. Check us out on the things. Hit us up. Mm-hmm. If you got a noob question, if you've got an expert question, it doesn't matter. Let's talk about some MoGraphy things. <laughs> and this week, this is uh, a little bit different. We're a little mm-hmm. early on the stream. Uh, if you are one of the people who watches the stream live, I know most people listen to it on the interwebs, mm-hmm. on, the, on the iTunes. But uh, if you're listening on the iTunes, you'll be listening to this on Monday as usual. But Matt's going out of town. I am. He's taking a little vacay. Taking like a nice little two-week vacation to Disney World. Yeah. It'll be fun. And uh, yeah, so Tori's here with us, and uh, Winbush is going to join us on the drop later. It'll be all four of us. That'll be fun. <clears throat> Got some stuff to talk about there. And uh, I think the week, a- yeah, the week after, there will be no show technically. Uh, so there'll be like no live show that day. However, we will be posting an evergreen inside of the podcast feed for you to enjoy if you're a commuter Mm -hmm. and uh what else we got here course updates beta testers i'm a little bit behind got slammed Mm -hmm. with a little side project here and um beta test is almost ready to go out for the rtx course so just stand by and we'll get that stuff to you and then the scholarship is all live mograph.com slash scholarship if you want to check out the scholarship for houdini or the one for unreal you can check that out there you can see what the nfts look like we're gonna give you a certificate of scholarship as an nft to go along with your course so uh, send that in you can watch the videos on there and see all the requirements and let's see i'm just moving right along here so we can get to the fun stuff (laughs) um Camp Mograph. Camp Mograph. The, sw- the swag is in. The swag is in. The swag Ooh. is in. Some of the swag. Ooh, anyway. Some of the swag. We got some field notes. Oh, that'll be the fun. Swag. We got we these got bags to put all of your swag in. These are the swag bags. The if swag bags. Right side the up. bag of swag. Ooh, and they also turn into parachutes, right? <laughs> For, no? for yes, disclaimer, very avoid small prohibited. animals, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Don't use for them. For a squirrel. <laughs> so, yeah, so the the different bits and pieces are coming in, the branded yeah. stuff. I don't know if we want to talk about all of it or keep some of it a secret. Nah, you know, maybe keep some of it a secret. The, the, I'm really excited about one piece of swag that everyone's getting, like, you know, oh, yeah, it's, I know it's going to be very about. cool. Very cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, of course we couldn't have done it without the sponsors. Yes, all of our amazing sponsors. Uh, before I go into the sponsors real quick, uh, for those who are going to Camp MoGraph, uh, just uh, make sure you read your emails because, you know, motion designers don't read their, don't emails, read their emails, especially when they're like, oh, it's from a friend or it's from uh, someone I know. I'm just going to put this one on hold for a little bit and then never Matt. respond. Mm-hmm. So if you could just read your emails, that's fine. Um, if uh, uh, we've been going through making sure we've got everyone in the system, you know, and put in correctly. So uh, there was a few people, few stragglers of multi-ticket people who bought multiple tickets. You know, I just need some of that information. So read your emails. 
Um, also, Gotta know if, your allergies and things, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's yeah. I, and that's really, honestly, the biggest thing. Like, you know, we're probably going to order a couple extra like T-shirts and stuff like that. So I'm not too worried about T-shirt sizes and stuff. But really, it's the emergency contacts and any dietary yeah. restrictions. That's the biggest yeah. thing, you know, because the camp is awesome and they've been really good about, you know, hey, let us know dietary restrictions. You know, there's that we've had a bunch of people who are gluten free, lactose intolerant, you know, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian. Uh, it's it's a whole gambit of Stuff it's a we lot to make sure yeah we want to yeah. make sure that we've got everyone handled so <clears throat> yeah um uh what's the other thing oh Sponsors? if you're planning on using the oh. shuttle if you're planning on using mm. the shuttle um uh check your email because there was an email sent out about the shuttle or you can email uh shuttle at campmograph.com or info at campmograph.com and let us know you know who you are what time you're coming in if you're planning on utilizing the shuttle because right now you know We've had only a handful of people who are saying they're gonna they're gonna use it, you know. And if that's the case, we'll just cancel our shuttle. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> just you just let Kevin drive and, and do donuts in the parking lot, right? Or something. Exactly. I mean, you might you as know, well use it. We, right? The biggest thing is we need to know whether we need to rent another shuttle or not, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, what ended up happening the last time we wanted to make sure that people didn't have to get up super early, you know, to catch a you know a shuttle. So we ended up having two shuttles going on the last day back to the airport. We just need to know whether or not we need another one Um, because we've got, Mm -hmm. you know, two to three times as many people on this one. So, Um, but uh, yeah, so make sure you read your emails. Um, Super excited about Camp MoGraph. Couldn't have done it without all of our amazing sponsors. The sponsors help keep all of the uh, uh, ticket prices down. So you got a really good deal because of these amazing sponsors. Uh, first up, we've got our village sponsors, uh, Maxon, Otoy, and Video Copilot. Huge shout out to them. Uh, you will be staying in one of the villages in uh, uh, one of those three villages in camp. Um, next up, our gold sponsor, we have Minimal Massive, Grayscale Gorilla, and De Facto Sound. Super excited to have them on board as well. And then our bronze sponsors, A Scripts and School Emotion. Um, all of our sponsors are absolutely incredible. Make sure to give them a shout out on Twitter and all the socials and say thank you for sponsoring. That's it for Camograph News. All right. Kevin said, mmm, donuts. Portland oh, Kevin, donuts. I was talking about <laughs> Portland, Portland donuts. See, yep. Yeah. Is, is I've, I've heard... You know, that because I've been to Voodoo Donuts quite a few mm-hmm. times, you know, when I live there. See, but then there's some people, I <laughs> yeah. feel like some the people... people in Portland are like, nah, you don't want to go there. You go to this other place. Yeah. You go to Blue just, Star. Or... Blue Star Donuts. Blue Star. Okay. Okay. You could do both. This reminds me of the cheesesteak argument when you go to Philly, kind of, you know? <laughs> the thing is, yeah. when I lived there, when I lived in Portland, like, I was with a Portland native hanging out, and I said, I want to do all the Portland mm. things. It was like one week before I left. You know, I had quit my job, and I had one week left before I moved back to Texas. And I said, I want to do all the Portland stuff. So, you know, we went out. So we drove out to the beach and stuff like that, and then we drove back. And she took me to Voodoo Donuts, and Voodoo Donuts was like Hip. an eight-foot-by-eight-foot, eight you know, <laughs> room that you had to wait in line for like an hour for. Around the corner, you know? yeah. Yeah, and now it's now it's huge. Oh, it's, like, oh well, yeah, and it's still you have to wait in line. Right. But I mean, <laughs> if you're a person who goes to Disney World, right, you'll enjoy the oh. donuts just for the appearance. <laughs> okay. But if you okay. want the flavor, then yeah. um, I would recommend at least three other donut places. Okay. Okay. Blue Star. Blue Star Blue Donuts. Star. What's the Blue other Star. one? Yeah. That's all I got right now. 
All right. Okay. You guys, that okay. was not on the questions. I'm list. sorry. I'm Blue sorry. St- right? See? Blue star. You gotta Blue be star quick and with Blue us. star. All three are blue stars. There star. are a few That's, others. I can't think of them yeah. though. This is so much pressure. That's okay. Guys. It's all right. Yeah. If you think of it, we'll be in the middle of the show and you'll just and shout just it out all of a sudden. Blurt it out. Yeah. I feel like I didn't get to experience Portland when I was there enough. Like you know, I I was just I was just managing a Domino's pizza. You know, just trying to survive. <clears throat> yeah. Well. It's so low key. I guess you were anticipating someone to jump out of the trees or something. That like it's so it's so laid back that sometimes yeah. I seem very overwhelming. Not that I don't usually, but here mm-hmm. it's, people are just like <laughs> a lot of that. I was I was uh, I was quite uh, taken aback at first because you know in Texas, I, I, I think people are known for their friendliness in Texas. You know, like mm, you could just mm-hmm, talk. To, mm-hmm. I mean. People are friendly. They're also crazy and insane. But yes, but they on are the streets, all friendly. Everybody's yeah. And so um, I uh, uh, I went to a, a club one night. It was like my first week there, and like I had heard some band on the radio, and I heard they were playing, and I was like, "Hey, I want to go see them." And so like I got off of work early. I drove all the way downtown, and I realized I forgot my wallet at home. You know, and I was like, "Hey, I've got some cash. Can you just run inside and go?" get me the uh, the cd and the person goes you like that band <laughs> and i was like oh you just won't go inside and get me that cd you like that band it was like, like the most portland band. thing i feel like it, well, that is a very portland <laughs> what band yeah. was it not i don't judging, even remember now the, i don't mm, even remember now mm, mm. He just doesn't want to. If tell someone us. had done that to me, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I totally." Know, Hold on nice. one second. That's not nice. It's not. Well, I'm from originally from Connecticut, so okay. Okay. everybody's yeah. nice in my book. <laughs> well, there you go, Matt. It was it was Nickelback, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, I am excited to talk yes about everything that you do yes i've been looking forward to this we're, we're trying to do some episodes with some people and like some other oddballs. slightly offset <laughs> what's that oddballs o- oddball of course yeah oddballs I get it. and um in different areas like slightly next to mograph and kind of but also in mograph so the first question i think would would be from me would be to ask you to explain to the audience what you do because mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. i think that i i think <laughs> what is it the you elevator say you do, the, the elevator do. pitch i think is going to be very interesting <laughs> yeah especially coming from my perspective i think because i don't think you can put me in the category of of stop motion mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i mean okay I do a lot. I do a lot of mm-hmm. things, but I will focus. I will start where I started and just kind of walk you through where I ended um, and kind of like sprinkle in some fun times. But by the way, it's Pips Donuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, what Sarah see? was saying. See? And there the, you go. Anyway, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the important stuff here. Um, we, well, we're still missing one more. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. But that, I came up with two. What? Okay. So, um, I came to Portland in, well, before Portland, let's just start Mm -hmm. there. Grew up in a small country town, um, doing fine arts, went to a fine arts school, 
that's what I knew. But I happened to have a mother who was really into technology. In fact, it's important to say, my grandmother, who is now 95, mm-hmm. bought the first digital camera. Oh, nice. And so on all the holidays, really? my grandmother's like, hey, click, 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 click. oh, look at it. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, wow. So, and she also bought the first computer. So she introduced it to the family before anyone. And I should have known right then that I was going to be in technology because my Mm -hmm. grandmother was doing it. I can't let her one up me. I mean, come on. (laughs) Every generation has to do one better. Uh So um, I was an artist growing up. My mom was an artist and um, was doing fine arts. And then I got a job at Hasbro Toy Company. And I was doing prototypes and design and... um, I didn't even know you could do that, honestly. When I got that job, someone was like, hey, there's this job you might be interested in. And they told me about it. And I was like, God, are you, are you telling me I can work for a toy company? And that was right before I decided not to go to school after my first degree to FIT, where I got accepted for toy design. Like, so it was oh, really cool. weird. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to. I don't know. I just I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm ready. So I go to um, Hasbro. I do that for about a year-ish. And the reason why I didn't last very long is because then my friend who I was working with there um, was going to Portland, Oregon to work at this Mm -hmm. place called Leica. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, hey, cool. What are you going to do there? And he's like, I'm going to paint dolls. And that's his voice. I swear to God, I'm I'm really good (laughs) at voice acting. And that is his voice. And he was just like, yeah, I'm going to go paint some dolls. And I was like, okay, that's kind of dumb. But okay, hey, have Mm -hmm. fun. Go have fun. And so I stayed at Hasbro and then he came, called me like out of the blue and said, hey, we Painting really need you. Painting dolls is really fun. Yeah, this is, a, <laughs> you're going to love this, Tori. And it was so funny. He was like, we really need painters that know how to use a lacquer painting and use the spray booth like at Hasbro and mm-hmm. someone who can like think on their feet, someone really smart. And uh, Wait, I'm getting <laughs> off track. Um, <laughs> and so at first I was like, I don't know. I'm Remember, I'm living in Connecticut, that's significant away from my family, but wait, it's significantly away from my family. <laughs> Suddenly I like, hmm, this is this could be a really good uh-huh. idea. So um, I talked, this is one of those great s- scenarios where I talked to the producer, they said, mm-hmm. we'd love to have you, we need painters. And she said, this is the rate, but we could give you more, but we could also give you like, that was my moment to negotiate. But at that point I was so young. I, I was yeah. negotiating kind of without knowing it. I was like, I don't know if I want to come. And so she's like, we'll yeah. give you this. Yeah. But I really don't. I mean, I really don't know if I want to come. You're painting yeah. dolls. Like that's kind of not yeah. like I'd rather paint matchbox cars or transformers really. Mm-hmm. And so finally she talked me into it and um, I packed my bags. It's going to go to Portland, Oregon. And the one thing the one advice that my mother gave me i swear to god i'm not lying to you she said that's great tori i'm excited this sounds really exciting for you but please um please don't walk outside of um the the path like stay on the road don't walk outside the path um we don't want you i don't want you to get eaten by a bear oh okay like an so actual like, path like an actual like she's like when <laughs> i you were in, talking like the path of, of life <laughs> right when i'm in the city Career of portland path. walking on the sidewalk <laughs> just please don't veer off of the sidewalk because a bear might eat you 
That's so funny. I At that moment, not at that moment, when I got to Portland, <laughs> at that <laughs> moment, I knew my mother was crazy. <laughs> and this is a great interview. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. So now I'm in Portland. <laughs> that was the best part of the whole thing. That's the only funny thing I'm going to say. But so I'm like in Portland. Oh my God, it's raining all the time. And all the I'm time, like, yeah. I can totally deal with rain. I'm very optimistic. I got a lot of energy for like everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I was like basically taking the adrenaline out, giving it to people because, you know, I've got that much energy. And I got there and it was always overcast and, and went to Leica for the first time. Like I just said, yeah, I'll take it right now. I didn't know anything about the company. Um, it was mm-hmm. brand new actually back then for Coraline and walked foot in the doors okay. and, you know, I was like, okay. <clears throat> and saw on my tour, the Coraline house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, And I yeah. can guarantee you, while I tell you this, I have goosebumps because yeah. that's oh. when I, I mean, it was like, it blew my mind. I was like, dolls, these yeah. aren't dolls. This is something, a whole entirely something else. So that was kind of like my introduction. So I thought that was kind of important to kind of did lay out Did you know the what you were getting into? Had no like, idea. Did you know that it was like stop motion movie? Like you just thought it, Wow. All I could say to you is, what's stop motion? Oh, they do this? Oh, there are people that, like, this doesn't just appear on the screen. Like, there's actually, like, hard-working mm-hmm. artists. And the other first thing that I, that I thought, if anybody ever watches this, it's going to strangle me. But the first thing I thought was, like, wow, I'm more organized than this. So, then again, <laughs> this is the first the first movie. So, we're just, like, you you just... You grab whatever you need to grab. If you need mm-hmm. to do something, you're doing 12 different things. You have 12 different hats on. Mm-hmm. Um, at that moment, it was really easy to grow to some degree because sure, everybody was like, what can you do? How can you help? Yeah. Can you stay 60 hours a week? I mean, literally, we were, we were stuck at our desk for long periods of time where we'd have masseuses come over and be like, Oh, that's funny. That's very Especially nice. Especially if you're like, yeah. oh, and they're like, oh, oh, even the managers. <laughs> oh, let's just, you know, how's that feel? Does that feel better? You know, uh-huh. don't move. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't let the chain, like, is that rubbing your ankle wrong? You know, we can loosen mm-hmm. that a little. So that's kind of <laughs> like the format and the layout. And, you know, it was fantastic. It was a great time. Um, what I was doing on the first production was I was one of the many there was probably like 16 of us in total um, painting, physically painting the faces of Coraline, Other Mother, Spink, YB, mm-hmm. Babinski. Oh, my God. The fact that I still remember their names. They're like my relatives <laughs> now. Um, right. And I would sit there and there would be cookie trays, like these long metal trays handed to me with a, a tray of faces. And they'd mm-hmm. hand me the faces. <clears throat> and it was 3D printed. Because at that mm-hmm. point, they were Even just Even back using, then, it was 3D printed? Yep. The first movie was wow. just 3D printed for the plastic, right? For the resin. And then okay. we would take okay. those faces, prime. they would be sanded, primed, based, and then we would either airbrush and or still use the lacquer guns, which were huge. These were industrial lacquer guns. These were like these mm-hmm. massive, and then after yeah. you're done, if you spent the whole day, you'd like, you'd like, Pry the gun out of your hand and be like, "What do I do with this now? I can't nothing." And you'd like have claw. We called it the claw. Uh-huh. So That's there funny. was that. So we were doing all of it hand painted: eyebrows, lips, 
freckles, blush, all of it was hand painted. And so when I came in, I was feeling pretty good about myself, pretty cocky, right? Because Mm -hmm. of course, you you know, you go in, you got to have a little like self-esteem. And I would paint this tray of faces and I would put it on the screen grabber, which is something you would, you would put each face on and take a picture. And then the next face in that sequence and take a picture and go through all of them, take all the pictures and then press play with the space bar and you'd watch it and you'd be like, Fired. I'm totally gonna be fired. And it'd <laughs> because, be like, is it because you can notice the inconsistencies? Oh, like, yeah, because yeah. every eyebrow is hand painted. Wow. So from screen to screen, it would be like it's supposed to be a still wow. eyebrow, and you're like, and you're just seeing all this popping. We called it um, yeah. flashes popping, and all of these. There were so many elements that we had to think of, making sure there's no sheen on the face, making sure that every single face was consistent. So then, after we did it the first time, then we start taking the faces with Q-tips. And with, um, why can't I remember what's that? Oh, God, it's going to be embarrassing. Toothpicks. Uh, there uh, it is. Oh, okay. There it is. Toothpicks. <laughs> We'd sand the toothpicks down to a sharp point. Now, you know what a toothpick is already. No, that yeah. wasn't sharp. Yeah. We would take an X-Acto knife and give it an edge. And then with the eyebrows, we would put it back on oh, the screen, man. take a picture. Jeez. Take Let's it see off. see how it does. Put it back on the screen, take a picture. And that was our life. That how is how long, we painted. How long would a set of faces, like one tray of faces, uh, take you to do? Like a from week, beginning week to and end, a half. You think? Week, week and a half of week and a half. 60 hour shift. Like it was intense. It was Oof. intense. It was intense. So that was interesting. Yeah. So when that, so that was that kind of whole thing of if I were to give you a brief description of stop motion animation. There are frames, a certain amount of frames per minute. Mm-hmm. Each face is a different frame. Click, face, click, mm-hmm. face, or arms moving. You know, you're doing this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Every scene, you have to take a picture. At the end of it, it's like a flip book. You press play, and you got all of those photographs next to each other to animate the, the, the body. Um, mm-hmm. Like it was known for its um, VFX and its practical parts. And in Coraline, sure. they were proud that most of it was stop motion. And mm-hmm. they were good at it. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lie. They brought all of the top people. And what was so cool, what I found that was so cool about stop motion at Leica is that there were no big amounts of college degrees. It was all yeah. artists that I'm a carpenter. I, you know, I do mm-hmm. like no one came from a you know, education. Cause that wasn't, there was nothing to learn back then. It was like, it was such a new, it was a skill that was learned through, you know, your craft yeah. and yeah. dang, they were good. It was like, I mean, geez, it was, it was, it was a, a ride. It was a trip. So how, how did they do the, okay. When you have like a tray when they do the stop motion, is it literally one for every frame, or is it something where you go back and forth if a mouth one moves? For every, or is it... It's one for every frame, um, especially oh wait, on a wait, shot. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so like what, literally every no, frame. No, no, no. Like, you're not. Different? You're not painting every single frame, right? These are actually just. Are they or are they just like you can reuse certain vowel you sounds re- and stuff? You can. Oh yes, you can re- in a shot. You uh-huh. will reprint. Oh, jeez. You're not going to see an animator go, 
halfway through a shot and say, okay, wait, now I need phase 23 again and take it from the top and put it on. Mm. They want mm-hmm. phase 23 done again on the same oh, tray. My God. So oh, they my don't gosh. have to like, you know, mix it up right. and then say, oh no, where was this? Oh yeah, no, this was like, so remember, this is a really good like introduction. Every, and I want to be real clear with this. Every <laughs> face was hand painted every costume was hand painted and every body and hand and silicone part was hand painted along with the sets and the floors and the buildings and to be clear on the on the sets as well with the Coraline house you walk up to it and you you like peer inside like Uh I'm gonna make this really dramatic (laughs) you peer inside and it's it's like you see a little light switch that actually turns on you see the the wearing around the wallpaper where your greasy hand would touch to see if you could find the light switch the 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 porch on the front was bowed where your feet Mm -hmm. constantly what i'm just like wow these dolls have lived here for a while (laughs) because this house needs to be repaired oh wait that's how it's supposed to be yeah Yeah. it was legit it was legit incredible and that was Coraline. That was mm-hmm. Coraline. So um, how has, I'm assuming things have improved since then? Well, yes, it's funny you ask. That, <laughs> that was, was my setup for transition. you. Yeah. <laughs> great transition. <laughs> so now we go. So now there's like this hiatus, right? Movie went, Movie actually did really well. It's like, mm-hmm. it's the, the main movie of like, uh, is Coraline. Now sure. we go into this lull, like, most of us were laid off. It, I think yeah. it was like a two-year break. Everybody was like, well, that was fun. Wouldn't it be good if they had another movie? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a phone call, and they were like, I was living in San Francisco at the time, because why not? Why not? I had I had yeah. bounced from Leica from Coraline. I went to Utah for a small while. That was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. For another movie, um, The Legend <laughs> of Santa Claus, which actually didn't actually pan out in the end. They, they were also trying to do a stop motion, but... I don't think they realized the the, the amount yeah. of intensity that was going to accrue, but I think they still talk about trying to get it back online. Um, mm-hmm. And so from there, I went to San Francisco um, and then came back to Coraline when they called and said, Hey, Tori. I was like, Hey, they said, <laughs> we need you to come back to puppets. And I said, okay. And they said, and we also need you to come back for something different, something with technology and computers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And they said, we're, we're thinking about taking the 3D printer and, and pushing it into more of a, a color process. And as mm-hmm. of course, I'm like game. And when in doing two positions, by the way, that didn't last very long. <laughs> Let's split me in <laughs> which, half and see if I can uh, manage. Which, uh, yeah. which movie was this one? This was this Paranorman? Paranorman. Paranormal. Paranormal. Yeah. Okay. So we get to, I get there and I am a lead painter and I am doing maquettes. I'm very involved in the maquette process and working with the design and, and painting that element. And quickly I realized if that had been my job, I wouldn't have been able to do it. It was too much anxiety and work because it's a lot. It's like my body mm-hmm. started to see, oh, like, oh God, okay, thank God I have something else to focus on. <laughs> and then I was in this new department, the RP, well, it wasn't new, but it was new to me, the rapid prototype department. And I was the painter 
No one, I would say, and one of the only woman in the department, that was fun. And it was about tech, this technology mm-hmm. and they were printing. So they were again, printing the faces like they had on Coraline, but now they had this new machine that was, it was like, imagine a bed of powder. If you want, you can think it's like granule sugar and right. the printer would print in this, it would it would print liquid to bind a layer and then imagine 130, 40, 50, 60 pieces of paper in a very specific shape that bound together that you would then have the actual 3D ob- object. So it, pa- mm-hmm. it printed hmm. like a printer, but in a million layers, right? Gotcha. And it was yeah. a powder. And so at the very beginning, they, they really struggled with the granule, like it was very um, bumpy. Okay. Um, and so that was a little problem because Coraline was so smooth, but in the end we we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's so translucent. It almost looks like real skin. So we, we kind of got over that, but it was like, Tori, this printer, we, if, if we can't get this printer, this is literally what they told me. If we can't get this printer to work, we're not going to do this process. Like this, this, this oh, movie wow. is going to mm-hmm. be done. And I'm like, no pressure. Awesome. <laughs> oh, so you <laughs> couldn't do it. So now you're calling me right. in. So you, at least yeah. you got a fall guy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll be the fall guy. Um, and they were like, we know you know a little Maya. We know you know, you know, color and whatever else. We they, they had tried to have the modelers and the RP department do it. But because they felt like they didn't have that other background, that mm-hmm. that's why it wasn't working. And that's why it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't becoming successful. So I got in there and... I just started like asking all the questions, um, doing tests and I wasn't getting anything either. I was like, God damn, like, th- I think you guys got a lemon over here. Cause like this should work. Like there's no reason yeah. <laughs> had called, I, you know, was calling the manufacturing company, everything else and trying to figure out why this wasn't working. And then I found out why actually another information I probably shouldn't be spreading on, um, on local. So <laughs> someone can hear it, but it's true. All this is my, this is truth. It wasn't working because when I gave my files, the, t- the testing files, I had to go through the modelers. And when it went through the modelers, the modelers, because they didn't agree with my file format, was changing my file format and sizing my file down to a po- postage stamp size. Like, mm-hmm. wish I knew where my camera was here and I'd show you my oh, fingers. Yeah. Um, and so nothing <clears throat> was coming out. And so when I realized that, I went to them and I said, guys why do you, ch- or why are you changing my file? And they said, well, because these are the, again, this is, was really their voice. Well, these are the, <laughs> you know, the, the size requirements and you're going too much here and there. And you know, this is what, and I was like, well, um, I've been talking to the company and mm-hmm. they told me this would is fine. And they're like, no. So finally I had to go around my entire department, which is always good to make friends. Let's go there around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should always do that. I went around my group, created some files, sent into print. And my boss was like, Oh my God, it worked. It finally worked. And he was like, so excited, brought into the other departments and he's like, Oh my God, how did this happen? Who did this? And I was like, and then he's like, Oh my God, how did you get, how did you do it? And unfortunately, you know, at that, I was very young in this world and I like in front of everybody. Cause he asked, I said, well, I went, I, I, I went around you. And he was just like, yeah, <laughs> I could have probably done that in private as you know, <laughs> today. That would have probably That's been a funny. better um, approach, but we started getting it printing. And so the first step was just getting color on it. But now think about the core line. Now come mm-hmm. to now we can print a tray of faces, which is like 
two or three cookie sheets, right? Mm-hmm. Worths in a day. Oh my gosh. In a freaking day. So now we're. Le- t- Can I ask how, like, because I feel like there's got to be doing just a little bit of 3D printing myself, you know? How how much detail were you able to get on it versus say hand painting? More. Really? Nice. Yes. Oh, nice. More. Okay, wow. so at the beginning it was like can we get blush? Can we get freckles? Once mm-hmm. I unlocked the the combination if you will of mm-hmm. how to get the printer print, then it was about now how do I get these printer to print whatever the heck I want? Like how do sure, I right. expose what's it, what it's capable of? And I did weeks and weeks and I just started doing some crazy stuff and of course it's if you saw the paint jobs and then mm-hmm. you saw the result, the paint jobs and the result are entirely different. It's it's the fact that I have a maquette, a hand painted maquette in color that either I've done or someone else in the paint department has done. And now I have to match this maquette. If I paint exactly the way the maquette looks, which, you know, you think about, well, why don't you just take a picture and then wrap it around a a 3D model and then print it? (laughs) It doesn't work that way. That doesn't work at all. So I would have to, they, they used to call me the copyist on Coraline, which is funny that I then got this job because I can, I can, I can fake a painting. Like if you want me to mm-hmm. paint something, I can match it down oh, nice. to the dots. It's just, I don't know why, but I can. So, um, I would take the maquette, do a painting, print it, look at it and go, Oh geez, why is the blue green? And why is the yellow purple? And like the palettes mm-hmm. were all over the state. So first I had to start this whole printing process by creating a color indexing profile, the hot, entire system. And then from there, start creating all of these different color systems and applications to get the printer to do the highest fidelity that it was capable of. And from Paranorman to the box trolls, I had dialed it in where it was like I was down. So at the beginning, I did like, no joke, 60 prints to get a maquette to match because it, again, oh, it didn't oh, look wow. anything like what it looked on the screen. So I had to just keep, I'm trying. By the end of um, Box Trolls, I had, I was up to like, or down to like 14 to 16 faces. And by the mm-hmm. next movie, which was Kubo, eight, nine faces, and that thing matched to the T. Um, it was just like, it was my, it was the extension of my hand. These printers had been, had become that like, and we named them. We had Tron, we had Samson, we had, you know, um, <laughs> Trillion. And I knew everything about those printers. I knew when they were going to crash. I knew yeah. when there was something wrong. <laughs> yeah. I knew how to fix them. I knew how to change something. I was like the printer whisperer. I was just like connected. And if I wanted something very specific out of a face, I would say it needs to go on Trillion. I need it. I need the cool. I need the colors cool. Oh, this yeah. one can go in Samus mm. because I need a warmer palette. And that, well, let's keep it on this printer for the whole thing. This one's blurry. This one's sharp. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Then we decided to change printers. Oh, innovation. Hey, this oh, is great. Boy. Let's just do something <laughs> is this new. In between Kubo and uh, this was, uh, Missing Link. Yep. Kubo okay. was. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, Box Trolls wasn't. It was Kubo. And we decided to do Beetle and the Monkey. Those two were on the new printer. It was index painting. And if you're familiar with index painting, it is you put down red, you have red. You want a gradient? 
I could use a word, but I won't. You basically are going to do all the versions of red with your paintbrush right next to each other to get your gradient. Oh, God. And you could do your gradient, and when you print it, you'd be like, oh, what? Why is that part of the gradient a different color? Because the profile, color profile, wasn't as sophisticated as your Photoshop or your process. So now, Mm -hmm. again, whole new color profiling. Find out where all Mm. the colors lie on the spectrum. Lay it all out. And you then, said it was index color profile? Uh, yep, index on that. Isn't that show. what they use for web? That's what they use for web, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. And so I literally had to go through the whole process again, but this time it was on resin. So the material was different. Okay. The blends mm-hmm. were different. It was a different um, company that I was dealing with. And we had, we were only allowed three colors. Now, I need to be very clear about what that means. You don't get black, that's a color. You don't get white, that's a color. So you better choose black and white as two of your colors out of three. So Uh monkey was pink or magenta, white, and blue. Jeez, I don't even remember now. Isn't that (laughs) awful? I might have chosen clear because that's also a color. Mm -hmm. So I literally had to create. So first we started by this. Don't limit the artists. Do the maquette. Give me the maquette, and I'll find a way to match it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but can you maybe like stick that. it to two colors or three colors? Right? Can you right. just limit your palette? And we would get these characters, and it would be like, okay, how are we going to create it out of this color palette? So this was when it really started becoming manipulating the thinness, the thickness, the materials, the painting on the back, painting on the front, painting in the core of the material because when the printer printed you would always have a front and a back but you would also Mm -hmm. have a middle and if the Mm -hmm. material was thick enough you would have something called support material floating in the middle of it and you could put a color in that material so Mm -hmm. now you could start blending these different elements to help you view a different color and translucency too looked very blue so it was like Mm -hmm. okay if you Hmm. make this thin and i do pink i could get purple which is a fourth color and so it Mm. was just like a lot of like playing and messing around with that so cool that was crazy but i'm kind of interested in the whole like replicating paintings thing i mean like like how good are we talking (laughs) like could could we sell the mona lisa on ebay if you opened up my website and you looked under one of the movies, you're going to see my matches. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're pretty good. They're mm-hmm. pretty good. I would say nice. I would give myself a 9 out of 10. I need room for improvement. <laughs> mm-hmm. We all do. <laughs> um, and, and part of that, too, I mean, I painted a lot of the maquettes. So that, like, if I can't match my own work, then I'm really in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing. Um, and then there was also – so then – from that, we go to another new technology. But I'm going to back you up just a second before we go into that last technology. There was a process that we were that I was working on that I came up with um, with the powder printers, which was Paranorman and Box Trolls and part of Kubo. And it was we were trying to figure out a way to mask areas of an animation out for VFX. Right. And when I say mask, I mean, when you're animating a face and the face is moving, let's say we wanted to add sweat, but we didn't really know how to do it with gloss because it was chattering too much. But we really wanted to give it a really cool effect. The VFX team would need a masked out area of the face so then they could go in and extract it 
and make mm-hmm. effect to it, right? Does that is that mm-hmm. pretty okay? Yeah. So yeah. what was happening at the beginning was the animators were going to use duplicate faces, meaning they would do their thing, put a face on, take a picture, then grab the second face, which was a black and white face, which you could then mm-hmm. see where they wanted to put it on, take a picture. Right. Mm. It had worked in the past. No big deal, right? Um, but then we were going into larger animations. The animators actually had to, in the, some of these movies, pull out a whole set, like, oh, there go the building sideways. They were attached to something. So the animator could walk in, get on a ladder, put a face on, walk down, close the set, take a picture. Like, it started getting more oh, complicated. Gosh. And in the yeah. middle of the summer, you can only imagine. So we mm-hmm. were demanding more from the animators, and that was becoming really complicated. So I, mm-hmm. I was building a system where... Um, I had realized early on that the reason why when I was painting faces on the screen, they were so different out on set was because they had optical brightener in the material that I was using. And the set lights don't have UV or anything like that within the lights. So they weren't reacting to what they put in there. So it was brighter. You know, so I'm like Mm -hmm. on my desk and I'm like, wow, this is bright. And then you go to set. It's like, wow, that's orange now. That was red Mm -hmm. before. So what I realized there was brightener within um, the materials. So I created a system where I split the color profile on the printer and added a second binder because the printer, you know how the binder on the printer glued the piece together. So it became a 3d object. I talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. added another binder with optical brightener and one, another binder without optical brightener into the printer. I just took out black because who Mm -hmm. needs black CMY can make all the colors anyway. So now we have two binders with a split color profile. And I started printing faces that all look normal until you put a UV light over them and it would glow in the dark, but only the oh. masked area that I wanted to expose. Oh, that's so cool. So the idea was now the animators go up, take the picture once, not have to go back on the ladder and just flick a light, right. turn the UV light and click, click. Oh, gosh, that's Score! awesome. I tell you this because then we go to this next printer. So I'm going to bounce around. But if you guys aren't following, just let me know. Now we go to the last printer, the printer they're using now. It's five color, I think. Five color mm-hmm. printer. Why is it five? CMYK, <clears throat> CMYK, maybe it's six. Clear and mm-hmm. then a, mm-hmm. another another material. And this was so you could kind of get crazy, right? And um this was on the very last movie. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So at this point, right as we're developing this whole process, we had just finished Moon Beast, which I didn't actually even mention on the last production. That was done mm-hmm. the same way Monkey was. But um, with Moon Beast, it was cyan, black, and clear. Um, okay. And that one was crazy. That was my child. That was my baby. The whole project. Moon Beast was my baby i did mm-hmm. all of the displacement all of the color all of the like the art directing and the phys- i was like in that one deep and so we had just finished that when we found out that rp our group our little team we had won the science and technology oscar through awesome. our technology and innovation i mean for i'm printing. not surprised just right. from this like- conversation alone it was crazy, and I, I, I can't help but say to people is that I did not have that on my list of things to do. 
Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm just going to, like, put Oscar on there because that's totally going to yeah. happen. But, I mean, yeah, I could win an Oscar, right, because I'm in the film industry. So that's yeah. very likely. I certainly didn't have science and technology in front of it. So that was huge and epic um, and kind of, like, was like, wow, there's there's a lot going on and maybe I could do more of this somehow. So that was that last technology, doing the same thing, doing another color profile on that third, fourth printer. That was Leica. Any mm-hmm. questions? Oh, man. A, a million, but... Um, does, well, first of all, if anybody has any questions in the chat, please please let us know. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm still... My mind is still, like, blown from the masking thing right now. I'm still yeah. thinking, because like, that yeah. is just, like, the perfect solution. Mm-hmm. Man. <clears throat> um, okay. All right. Matt? Yes. Where do we start with this? I don't know. You, you, I, I it's a uh, it it's it's awesome. Like so at no point did you think, you know, oh yeah, I wanted to get it I want to get into film. I love that you transitioned over from toys to this. You know. At no yeah. point did I say I want to be in film. Mm-hmm. Even when I was there, I was like this is really cool and the reason why I stayed is because I love watching movies. Yeah. I love and I am I am the sap movie watcher. Like you can tell me it got two stars and I'm like, whatever. I liked mm-hmm. it. Like I'm into <laughs> yeah. the just good feels. I mean, yeah, there's great many, many bad actors out there, but I get so in it, my wife laughs at me when I mm-hmm. watch a movie. I'm like, oh my god, did you just see that? She's totally hard and she's gonna get up and she's just like <laughs> damn. Like, come that's on. Funny. But that's me. I think okay. I think one of my questions is is a process question, and so since these are all printed out, like what is the process in animating it before it's printed out? Like what? Oh, like, good question. Good question. You know, like yeah, yeah. the the modeling into yeah. the you know yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that. Good question. Because you would you would think like I mean you're already you're having to build a three D model to print yep. it, you yep. know, and. I, I would assume that also includes texturing it as well for yep. the printer, yep. you know? So, I mean, at any point, could you just take the animation and see what it looks like in the, yes. like, like in Maya or something, yes. you know? So again, I'll go to the, I'll start with RP because that's where it starts. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it literally starts in f- puppet fabrication where they create a maquette they get mm-hmm. it approved, the look, they usually paint it, the look, the feel, the color, good. Hey, here's the maquette. This is what we love. And then it mm-hmm. goes to the RP department. And RP department builds a model. They create that maquette in the computer. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, when they finally get their final approvals of the maquette, because it's always got to change because it's got to talk, and suddenly the maquette, it's like, how do they even sculpt it that way? The nose, if you do that, it's going to go right into the nostril. And, you know, there are some, like, technical aspects that they have to adjust once mm-hmm. that done it comes to me where i take the texture map and get that all ready and start doing color testing and processing um and i have a team now you know or I did before i left i a team of texture artists who you know um who did it um and they were amazing like it's it's actually really quite hard to find a team of texture artists that could do what we did because it's not mm-hmm. just on the computer. It's not rendering. It is your render is your print. 
And so you have to really mm-hmm. kind of like be connected right. to this entire process, right? Um, so it went to me, I would get it. And when it went to me, it would also go to the, um, the animators, the facial animators. Mm-hmm. And so these okay. facial animators would literally um, get a sequence, see this whole dialogue and start animating the faces to hit that dialogue. Now, if I go sideways of that, there were also these other animators that created the ooh, ah, ee, 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 ah, all of the sounds that a face mm-hmm. makes. And they could have a library of, you know, hundreds of faces if they wanted, depending on how deep and how. And at the end, they were getting really intricate. So there was the library of faces was getting larger and larger and larger for every expression you could imagine so Mm -hmm. they would make the oohs and ahs they would then pass it to those facial animators who would have this dialogue who would then create the sequence having a conversation on on in the scene in maya and then the directors would see it and they would approve what they Mm. saw and then Mm -hmm. at that point they would once it was approved it would be printed so it wasn't printed until then once it Mm -hmm. got printed it got processed and back in the day the process was which is going to be actually really funny to say the process was these powder faces were so fragile they were like sugar the you know like um if you had sugar you put water in it you sculpted something and you're like oh look at what i sculpted and then touch it and it it breaks yeah same idea so you would take these delicate little flowers out of the printer and then you'd (laughs) like carefully like you just found a dinosaur bone you know brush it off and then you would dip it in super glue now okay (laughs) i can't tell you how many people went to the hospital for getting super glue in their eye i'd probably be sued but i can tell you it's more than on my hands (laughs) Um, because they were dipping the faces and they would actually heat up too. So I can't imagine how toxic this was, but they would, it would go in the bin. It would suddenly show its face. Like it would be like, Oh, look at the color. You pull the the, the thing out. And then they, to make it faster, they were spraying the super glue, the wet super glue off of the face. So when you go into the spray booth, every, every, like every, wire or tube or um anything with screws on it on the side of the wall we're all super glued shut because they're like (laughs) it was really funny that's funny um so that was the process of getting the faces ready so once Mm -hmm. that happened then it would go for sanding like they'd go and sand Mm -hmm. super super smooth the faces that would take you know hours depended on the size of the set then they would go and spray all base coats of lacquer they would do like six or seven coats of um clear and then Mm -hmm. three coats of dull coat and i was i also trained everybody for that too because that was the same process we did at hasbro so it was like who still knows that i'm like (laughs) damn it um and then after that we're not done I would go to the practical library and the practical librarians were the ones who gathered all the faces, checked every single face, making sure there were no chips or imperfections because if there were, they'd tag them and send them back to get corrected, get them mm-hmm. all back and then put them on the screen grab and play it out. Like when I was on Coraline, play out every right. single face and see where the chatter is. And if there was chatter on the mm-hmm. faces because the face were warped, which was common because this printer was very, was based on moisture. So if it was humid out, those printers were mm. not happy. So you'd have to like have climate control everything. They would 
see the face that wobbled, pull it off. They called it shimming. They would put something on the back and literally just like on Coraline, find and find a way to get everything to look pretty smooth. And then VFX Uh also did a lot of smoothing out. They loved us. Oh, okay. I bet. They didn't really Um, love us. How do you even? Gosh. So, so two questions. One, Sarah Gibson in the chat said, ask her about, uh, the advanced armatures y'all used in missing link. Uh, so that you could animate the puppets breathing oh yeah do um okay so i wasn't an armaturist but i could tell you that i i know a few of them um and they were they were using like this paddle system in within the stomach so instead back in the day right you had an armature which was like a metal center Mm -hmm. like little bits welded pieces and and they had really intricate elements for silicone faces i don't know if if they're familiar with that that sarah you said was asked that question Mm -hmm. i don't know sarah if you're familiar with back in the day on Coraline, the silicone faces had paddle faces which means when you pushed on certain elements of the face it would animate so it was a way for them to animate the face. There was a very, and we had to hire someone very specialized to do that. By the time mm-hmm. we got to Link, Missing Link, they started using that same concept in the belly and in other elements. Mm-hmm. So when you pushed on it, the belly would go up. And when you pushed on it, the belly would go mm-hmm. down. They had crank systems, like mm-hmm. something where they could expand and get bigger and taller. Oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. But you know what? They were also more fragile, too. So there was yeah. a lot of, um, they called it the puppet hospital. A lot of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> How many, uh, so are, did you have to go back and, I was going to say, speaking of fragility, you know, did you have to go back and reprint multiple faces multiple times? Oh, in order, yeah. Like, oh, whoops, this one broke. Yeah, you know, and imagine uh, the same idea with Uncoraline happened there too. They drop a face, you have to repaint it. Oh, At least gosh. here, they drop a yeah. face. It would print in color, so it's like it it saved us so much time because of that one painting element. Where you know we're in this new world where you just you print it, you go through all of those other steps again, but you're saving yourself you know a week or two from the painting process. So yeah. Mm-hmm. They drop it. We print it. We usually have duplicates too because that's okay. common to break them. And after mm-hmm. the super glue, they're not as 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 fragile. Where I could throw it at someone and probably give them a black eye, which okay. I didn't do, of course. <laughs> right, didn't do it ever. So how much? Um, I was looking at your website earlier, and uh, there's a part where there's a creature like the coming around the corner, Maybe. and you show you like actually drawing on. Was that I, talk to me a little bit about that process and like maybe the uh, the combination of VFX with the stop motion animation? Okay, so um, throughout all of the productions, it, at some point it came to the part where we just kept, got bigger and bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. right? So as we got bigger, it was like VFX, come, come, come. So like. We needed the help and it, it, oh, look at that, the pictures of that. We needed the help. (laughs) And so we started um, 
getting them involved in the background characters. That's actually where it started, where um, they started doing background characters. But it was really complicated to match. Hey, there I am. It was really complicated to <laughs> match the look of the printed faces. So after after um, a lot of like deliberating and going back and forth, they actually I started working also in the VFX department. They brought me mm-hmm. over during the time where they were doing background characters because they just needed them to look like the real characters and how do you do that? You get the artist that's actually doing a lot of that work so that, you know, there's a nice blend. So once that occurred and the next movie came, we were like VFX and RP and fat. We're all like in bed together. Like this is like, (laughs) everybody's kind of like, is that fair to say this? Probably. I should probably use different. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're like, we're getting to the moon beast and there's, my God, every department's involved. We've got um, motion graphics involved. We've got um, rigging involved. We've got set. Everybody's involved. Be- and animators have to be really intricate in this process, too. It's like everybody has to be really involved in all the technology. And so um, early on, that project was mine because they're like, well, mm-hmm. Tori kind of knows a- all of the groups in, in yeah. my own special way because I was cl- you know, collaborating with all of them. So um, – I was creating the Moon Beast and then dealing with the technology. And then once we got it on set, we wanted it to glow in the dark. And but we wanted it to have elements through through translucency. And so there were there were aspects where we're putting like mylar balloon, gold balloon stuff on the belly of the moon beast. So it started okay. to glow. And then we wanted the effects to take what we had and like really extract the different visuals. Right. So I was I was creating the the filters and trying to um, really be um, active with um, uh, my friend Peter Vickery, who was running Moonbeast on that side. And we were cl- doing a lot of collaboration and getting that look to be that glowing beast, which was not glowing when it's fit, you know part A. But once right. you get through the seven or eight elements, and it was because you know us either using the materials where when you flicked on the UV light, you were getting a glow. And mm-hmm. so that was helping masking things out. And some of those elements were hand painted because you couldn't do it any other way with this process. Yeah. Um, did I answer your question at all? I, I, my- I <laughs> yeah. For for the most part, I mean that that particular part that uh, I, I think Dave's going to br- bring up. You know where mm-hmm. you're talking. Yeah. This was the part that I was looking at. You know where so you're that actually right there physically- where it says obstacle up top. That's the artwork that I gave for us to match in VFX. Mm-hmm. And then me on the screen, I am literally painting on the areas where it needs to glow and where we mm-hmm. need to push the element to then give it. And yeah, that was a good one too. If you walk through it, you see there, those mm-hmm. are the different mm-hmm. steps, different lighting scenarios where then VFX takes them all and combines them to make this creature glow. That's so cool. Mm. Yeah. So how much, like, okay. I, I know oh, with, sorry. with Coraline specifically, you know, uh, you talked about, you know there uh uh there wasn't a lot of vfx involved per se but then as the company grew bigger and bigger and the productions grew bigger you know so how, what percentage would you say you know is vfx you know or or uh I would say is, it's- is see so i'm curious like because from a from like a traditional like movie like just take a Marvel Marvel movie or whatever. They'll shoot the stuff, and you know there's green screens everywhere, and you know all of that is going to be VFX. 
you know, versus the set building, you know, how much of those backgrounds were sets, how much of those backgrounds were actually, you know, VFX, uh, 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 and so on and so on. I mean, you're talking about background characters also being 3D animated, you know, like, I don't know, when's, what's the decision of when we use VFX mm. and when we don't? Well, right. okay, so Coraline, as we talked about, was mostly all made by hand. Yes. It was crazy and a beautiful, amazing, right? And mm-hmm. then you get to Paranorman and a lot of the sets were still done by hand. But then they realized that they just couldn't do the amount of work that was needed. And VFX mm-hmm. could get it done faster by building things and just putting it in the back. And that's sure. when there was more momentum. And then by the time you get to the most recent movie, um, we were we were hand we were cherry picking the things that we really wanted to have as real. And then we were extending the real with VFX. So for instance, you might have, sometimes you would have just the character running from themselves because it was all green, but, Mm -hmm. and you know, but in other sets you'd be like, okay, I really want to have like this huge ice cave. They're hanging from let's build the ice cave. Let's give them reference. Let's use it in this, but then they'll (laughs) make it into like the most epic, you know, um, moments. So at the end it was like, I I like that. I like that, that like, you know, the parts that are, that seem important to tell the story or so, you know, are, are practically made. And, and all the, all the main characters are always puppets and Mm -hmm. the most, and this is coming, this is me. This is me saying it, you know, I've been in all the departments, the most valuable part of the team are those puppet makers are those is that team and set you know anybody who's physically doing the work i feel like they're undervalued like they are paid the least of all Mm -hmm. of the teams within these companies but they by far cannot be replaced and i think it's important to say that Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. Tori, I, I got to ask this, you know, having, you know, the, how long did you work at Hasbro? Only about a year, year and a half, because okay. Leica took me away. Okay. Um, did you are you are, are you a toy collector at all? Wait, Ooh, I that's gotta, a good question. I, before I answer this, I got to change my glasses because I sure. tweeted which glasses oh, I should man. wear, mm-hmm. and I got and and it was tied for two different pairs. <laughs> 
So and now I'm going to wear yeah. these yeah. just so okay. gotcha. I'm not playing That's, any okay. favorites. You, you've just thrown off yeah. the whole vibe of the show. I'm so yeah. glad I Now I don't just... know which album art to do. <laughs> right. And I feel like I should be turned at slight angle like you guys mm-hmm. and not look at the screen. So I'm going to look outside but, while but I talk you're, to you. But you're center oh, and okay. yeah, it's like we're looking at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys look like you're at the perfect angle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your question? Are, are you a toy collector at all? Oh, yes. I mean, aren't I? I'm not like... I collect toys for my paintings. Okay. So, for instance, the ice cream truck that I'm referencing or being inspired by, Mm -hmm. um, I had to find on eBay. And I'm still waiting for the box that the the car... I had to buy them separately because it's a really... Mm -hmm. It's like if I wanted to buy them together, it's like $300. So... I, of course, bought them separately, and I'm paying $32 type of thing um, for both. And um, the boxes, I don't even think real. But I wanted to see, you know, like it's like it looks so shiny brand new, but it's still Mm -hmm. the same kind of, you know, because if I'm going to follow the gaslighting series, maybe the box will show up. Uh, Maybe it will have another message on it. Maybe it won't. Maybe I'll veer in an entirely different direction, but I want to have all my props. So if I need or want to think about them, I have them available. That was a long-winded answer. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I want to hear a little bit more about painting, too, because I'm just like... I'm not very good at painting. I try. I do a little bit of tempera just to play around, like on canvas, but like... um, what was tell us a little yeah, bit more about like how with, with actual you got painting did you that, right what's so, how'd you get that good that's the question yeah. right like um it's natural it's, you know <laughs> I was born with it. no um <laughs> I went to school in Old Lyme Connecticut it was a fine arts school college um I actually even mm-hmm. went to and now don't it's going to sound a lot more posh than it was. Just mm-hmm. to be clear, it sounds better than it actually was, but it was amazing at the same time. In mm-hmm. high school, I lived in an old country town. Like literally, my grandparents are horse barn farm owners. They taught how to ride. People in New York learned how to ride from them. Um, mm-hmm. So the country, think, imagine country. Um, and so we didn't have a high school. And so when it was time for me to go to high school, I had the choice of like three or four schools and our town was going to pay for it because they didn't have them themselves together. Hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, so I went to a school called Norwich Free Academy. I'm sure it was NFA. It was based in Norwich, Connecticut, and it was a mm-hmm. private art school oh, and it awesome. had a museum on campus and it was a campus so i Mm -hmm. went from graduating class of like 32 in canterbury to graduating class of 2000 um at nfa and my entire and it was like literally you got in the mail a brochure a real like live brochure with all the classes and all the codes and so i could take oil painting one two three graphic design one two three and it was part of my curriculum and mm-hmm. so that's where I, I like really started getting into like you know just just dabbling but again my mom was an artist so you know remember the chain i talked to about Coraline? i i had a callus there already because my mom pretty much <laughs> changed me to her table Painting mm-hmm. pottery, <laughs> making baskets, and doing a lot of the art. So, like, I was totally used to that. And, you know, the funny thing is, is I told myself after working for my mother for a million years, when I got went to college was the last time I worked for her, mm-hmm. I told myself, 
I would never paint duplicates of anything again. <laughs> and then I go to Coraline. I'm like, wow, right. I'm a glutton for punishment. So I had this this kind of like hold. Art was entirely my everyday. And then I went into um, Lime Academy of Fine Arts, and it was oil painting, watercolor, sculpting. And it wasn't just like, we're going to sculpt the these random squishy balls. We're like, we're sculpting the, the skull and we're going to make mm-hmm. sure every bone is in the right place. And we're going to measure and it's going to be like, you know, um, exactly how it is. And then we're going to do um, figures and portraits and, you know, all of color concept, color theory, um, perspective. So when I came out of that school, gosh, it's an amazing. I was ready to, to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And I and loved toys? It. Did did you ever kit bash anything? Kit bash? Ever, yeah, like kit bash toys. So it's, uh, yeah, supposed so, to know what that uh, is? To, to add on to that, so well, the I, I saw a a what was it? It was like the toys that we loved. It's the Have the you, toys that made us or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the toys it's that called. made us. Have you watched that yeah. on Netflix? I feel like I have. It sounds familiar. So it's a whole series about yeah. like. 80s toys, yeah. like G.I. Joe, or oh how all these things came to be, right? Like one of, Legos. One of them they or, talked about was uh, like the Star Wars, the original Star Wars or something like mm-hmm. that. And they uh, they basically stole parts from other people in order to like, m- you know, mold them and model them and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? And that's where the term kit bash came from, I guess, yeah. which is now like what people use in 3d terms when you're mm-hmm. buying like giant model packs like of yeah, course the kit bash 3d is the big one yeah I so have you get never, all these buildings or <laughs> i have never yeah. done that have yeah, you, we're, like we're actually working I've on a project out. like that right now I, have, oh, cool. uh, I, I actually follow a, a a few like toy makers like they they there's this one guy i follow on tiktok who took like an old he-man and then molded it, you know, to where he could create duplicates of it, but then also created these skeletons, you know, that would go inside the molds so that then he could create j- basically this transparent He-Man yes. with just like skulls and stuff like that all inside of him. It's very mm. cool. That I, I think is, that process yeah. is cool. I think that sounds amazing. Yeah. Never done yeah, it Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you worked specifically with anyone that did that. I think that's kind of a, I don't know. I mean, I, I doubt they do any of that anymore, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it's all designed on the computer. But so I don't even know when the last time is that a toy company actually kit bashed. Right. You know, right. But yeah. So, um, what, uh, what other crafts do you do? You, you've got to yeah. do like all the crafts, right? I, the crafts. I do. So, so what else do you do? I don't build things. So just don't ask me to come build the deck because it will probably fall apart. Um, I have, oh, geez, okay. Um, I've sculpted a wolf's head for a monument in Brooklyn, Connecticut. It was just like what's random thing, had it bronzed. There's like mm-hmm. these two wolf heads that are on That's this cool. huge sculpture from above. And so I've, I've sculpted, I've done sculpting. Um, pottery, oh, geez. Um, like I said, my mom, years and years of that painting pottery glazes doing, using the kiln has, has been many years of my life. Um, I did basket weaving because before that my mom did basket weaving. And again, (laughs) I was the lasher. So it's like, 
You know, I got really good at that as well. Um, I had calluses all over my hands. Um, (laughs) Have you done underwater basket weaving? No, but I could try. (laughs) I I hear it's fun. You know what? My mom, speaking of water, she used to use um, natural dyes. And so we would go out collecting walnuts and chestnuts and all of these different nuts that we would put in the bathtub and she would like, you know, do her thing, whatever that was. I was too young to know. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've done photography, but nothing professional by any means. I mean, iPhone photography, to be very mm-hmm. clear. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the drawing, the painting, the watercolor. Um, I was, I, I like to do, you know, cartoon type or get just my own thing. Um, God, you ever do that? your own stop motion? Like, or is it, a, <laughs> no. is it just like, no, no. <laughs> no. And in fact, I will never <laughs> do it. I tried that once with a character I made, and after five minutes, I was ready to burn down the set. (laughs) And so I knew at that moment, I had such respect for animators after that, and Mm -hmm. I knew at that moment, I was like, this is not what I do, and that's okay. And that's the mantra I've been telling myself ever since. I don't do that. That's okay. I don't do that. That's okay. Uh, Um, So tedious. On a normal day, uh, uh, how how many animators... Are, are on set how many sets are there going on all at once you a know lot. because it's time consuming to do all the work oh you know? yeah it's very like you can do 30 seconds in you know months and months and months it's not like two weeks mm-hmm. and you have 30 seconds down two weeks and they're like i got a second of you know it's like it's intense right. yeah we had oh. like 35 animators and this this we built a new wow. building because it was like one whole building with like sky like ceilings that went to like the moon Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they were all full of sets all of them were full of different sets and you would have little blinking red lights and if that light was blinking you do not go in that room or you might die Mm -hmm. yeah 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 Yeah, lots i (laughs) did you ever see the uh the animator who uh took an old power glove and um uh uh changed it to where they could use the Nintendo Power Glove in order to go forward and backwards in frames and then, you know, take pictures and stuff. It's very cool. I'll oh. find the link and I'll send it to you. It's yes, very cool. Yes, please. That sounds amazing. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so how about we do a little MoGraph recommends cuz I'm excited yes. to hear what these answers are going to be here. Yes. Um I'm going to Can I get you started, Matt, and run to the restroom because yep. I am drinking a lot of energy drinks today yeah you're good gotta keep them going all right. that's right all right uh we're gonna start out with your favorite movie mm-hmm. okay that was actually really one of the hardest questions to answer believe it or not mm-hmm. because i love all movies um but then i was like okay so first i want to it's 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 complicated mm-hmm. start there the movie first, it's complicated yeah so see gives them time <laughs> to go to the bathroom by the time he comes right. i'm still going to talk about how complicated it is okay it's complicated because I love the old Batman movies with Michael Keaton. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was totally into them, loved them. It was my age time. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love all those superhero movies. But mm-hmm. actually, when I thought more about it, there was one movie in particular that made me realize after seeing it for the third time at the movie theater that that's what I wanted to do. That okay. I had changed my – I wanted – so when I was a kid, I wanted to work for Disney like every kid. Yeah. I didn't – I wanted to be an animator because at that point I didn't know what that meant, right? The frustration. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be an animator. And then when I saw Toy Story mm-hmm. at the movies, 
mm-hmm. I was like goosebumps again, by the way, because I yeah. apparently like to make myself feel like, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh my God. I mean, Jurassic Park was good too when I saw it the movie for the first time because yes. back then, that, yeah. that, I remember the day they announced Jurassic Park. I was mm-hmm. in high school. I was in um, a class that apparently we weren't doing anything because they were they were saying it over the intercom, and it was my senior year in high school, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And then I saw that three times at the theaters too. So I basically I'm not mm-hmm. giving you an answer. I'm just going to tell you all the movies I like. That's all right. I, I think it's I, Toy Story. So my one year old, you know, loves the Toy Story movies. Like absolutely loves the Toy Story movies. They're and good. It's really interesting seeing the evolution of 3D animation watching all four of those movies back to back to back to back you know and it's like the first toy story movie even though it's incredibly dated when you know you look at it from the first one to the fourth one you know it is still an incredible movie it does it it's like that wasn't so that well. like the first real cg like mm-hmm. movie that came out and we're all like <laughs> yeah and now we look at it and it's like oh i could build that but then you look at part four and you're like i yeah. couldn't build that i look uh, at it uh, and i go i could paint that i could paint that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a line up toy story just paint toy story yeah <laughs> The uh, uh, what's what's funny is uh, I saw a, a documentary or something on the making of uh, like the Toy Story movies, and they had mentioned that when they were rendering the first one, that it, you know it took so many computers to render the first one, that if it, it if it had been one computer rendering it, it probably would have taken like three hundred years to finish, but the technology has gotten so good. That now one computer can render that thing in real time. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing how technology changes. Mm -hmm. And you see that with uh, Unreal. Yeah. You know, all that could probably be real time in Unreal Engine. Yeah. Gosh. So cool. So that was that was favorite movie was Toy Story. Then Toy Story and Batman and Jurassic Park. Batman the the. I I saw a funny picture the other day. It said, "What uh, what a Batman movie would look like if Tim Burton directed it?" You know, and the person who posted that didn't realize that Tim Burton did the first no two way. Batman movies. Well, and we were just talking about it's the Michael Keaton Batman's that I like so much. Yes, yes, right. I was going to ask. Yeah, have to have to specify. Yeah, right. When I did, not but the Val Kilmer ones. Yeah, or George Clooney. <laughs> Yeah, mm. <clears throat> I have a I have a friend who I used to work with. He's a he's a writer, and um, uh, uh, we worked at a little editing place together. And he he loves the Batman movies, and occasionally he will go on live on Facebook, and he will recite the entire Batman movie. Oh man, from memory while it's on in the background. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like, yeah, I know, I, wow. the cadence and everything. It's People hilarious. People recite lines from movies. Movies I've seen a million times. They're like, you know what that's mm-hmm. from, right? And I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm like, no. And the other that's movie funny. I want to mention, because I almost mentioned it as my movie, <laughs> I think just because how epic and amazing it was for me as a woman was Wonder Woman. 
Like the, yeah. I was like, I was like watching it. Like she and and every superhero movie she's in, she's always like the badass of the team. She's like, when mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, that one too. Yeah, it's a good movie. So then let's let's go right into TV shows. Then mm-hmm. okay, I'll put a third oh. pair of glasses on just oh, so man. I keep it interesting. Now I really don't know what show art to do. <laughs> on. Here you go, Dave. I got your show art for you right here. Uh oh! Yes. Now I'm, oh, oh yes! Yes, I should have brought my shades. There you go. Right. No, That's get the show art. Guns. The finger guns. I can do there finger guns go. for both of y'all. Then there we go. <laughs> show art created. There you go. <laughs> and then I, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but yeah. you know, you got the just hat. sitting here like I just usually do. There. Take the hat off, then yep. it'll you'll be look different. There you go. <laughs> just give you all a look. Like what's up with the finger the finger guns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So TV show, what do you watch? What do you yeah. like to watch? Oh my god! Um, well, I wrote it down because I knew I was going to forget these things. Okay, you guys cannot disagree with me on this because okay. it's that amazing of a show. Can I say this word on that? Shit's Creek. <laughs> oh god, I oh, love yeah. that movie. It's, it's so a show. good. It's a show. It is so good. Oh yeah, like it's so I, it's, good. It is. Like it, it, we, I, I went into it not expecting much because you know of the name, of course, yeah. you know, and I, I feel like the the riches to rags story has been told many times, you know. Oh my but god! But the fact is that like so this family is so like wholesome and loving, you know, like it, it, it went from just. A, a, a normal unfortunate comedy to just one of the most wonderful shows ever absolutely I mean, their characters the mom mm-hmm. as it as the show went on she just like took it to her own uh-huh. level and and i would watch the show and there there's not many people out there that can make me laugh as hard as like my crazy time when I can't stop laughing and I can't breathe and I'm going to die. Uh-huh. And she got me there where I would start laughing. My wife would look at me and be like, Oh God. And I'd be like, she'd have to pause <laughs> the show. Cause I'd have uh-huh. to get my composure uh-huh. because of her mannerisms and the way she spoke to her daughter. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's great. The, the episode when they go and buy the car and she's pretending to be like, She's like doing a, a character from her old show or something. Like I have never seen my wife laugh hard oh, that hard in my life she as when she's watching just, that episode. She so is good. a bad eye and mm-hmm. she's yeah, that word. Yeah. See, I haven't seen every episode. I've seen some episodes and I need to kind of like go back you, and because it's, it's spotty. I yeah. wanna watch it again. It's just so good. It's so I know good. enough and, to know you David. Here, David. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> it's such a it's, but, yeah. it's a good show. It's an excellent choice for favorite show. That's good favorite yeah. show. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right, now let's move over to music. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I and I think this is there's an extra specific question that I want to put in here mm-hmm. because okay. when you're doing tedious things like, like painting. painting faces. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that maybe you, you might want to listen to something. So I'm I do. very interested to hear. And and if that's the same thing that you listen to when you're not painting. Mm-hmm. I'm known to put a song on repeat for a day. <laughs> oh, really? That, okay. I'm that kind really? of person. And the funny part okay. about that is I still won't know the words. 
and I'll actually think there's something different and I'll be singing it. And my son who's eight will be like, mom, that's not what they're saying. And I'll be like, what? Yeah. And then I'll know what the words are. I'll be like, wow, this song is all new to me again. So then I would put it on repeat again and simplify it mm-hmm. for another three days. Um, I have go-tos. Absolutely. I ha- I mean, I could give you my, I don't have a lot of artists I listen to because I kind of get sucked in. And again, I, you know, really am dedicated and loyal to those people. Um, Cranberries. Love the cranberries. Big time yeah. cranberry fan. Whitney Houston. Big okay. time Whitney Houston mm-hmm. fan. Um, Radiohead. Yes. Yes, Big yes, yes. Big fan of Radiohead. And then, Dave saw of Radiohead course, in Iceland. I yeah, did. They're all, I yeah. saw. You want to hear my Radiohead story? It's very quick. Yeah, totally. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I just gave the punchline again. But anyway, it's not important. So <laughs> I was going to this concert um, mm-hmm. high school. I think it was my mm-hmm. senior year in high school. Uh, going to see, are you ready for it? Alanis Morissette. Very nice. excited. And guess mm-hmm. who opened for Alanis Morissette? Was it Radiohead? Oh, heck yeah, it was Radiohead. Really? But wow. at that point, I didn't even know who that was. And That's so insane. 1995, Alanis uh-huh. Morissette's huge. I'm like, let it run, run it down. Right. You know, I'm like singing to it and jamming or whatever and getting so excited for her to start. And this group comes up and it's like, they're singing and I was just like creep and I'm just like what yeah and, yeah. and I I was listening I was like wow this is really good but you know at the end of their set you know what they said they were like oh well I guess they're just really excited to see Alanis like they didn't get mm-hmm. the uh, what you would imagine for them to get they was kind of like the crowds <laughs> were like Alanis Alanis yeah. like who the heck are you and so when I went back to school I was singing this I didn't know again remember I don't know the words so I was <laughs> like and I'm a creep <laughs> and I'm like trying to tell someone what who is this artist and and one of mm-hmm. my friends was like that's Radiohead and so yeah. that was the day mm-hmm. I bought that album and that ever since I'm just a huge fan of them really yeah. awesome 90 music. 95 that was before OK Computer came out because that was Whatever. 96 I believe no. <laughs> <laughs> right like that was my like I, I had heard Creep or whatever but the first oh. CD I got was OK Computer uh, not the very first CD I got, but mm-hmm. the first Radiohead CD I got. Man, they're okay. Computer, gosh, they're good. I just listen to that over and over. And in my I'm Chevy Corsica. Even, I'm not even gonna lie. Um, Adele, uh-huh. oh, 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 she's her voice is amazing. And of course, Lady yes. Gaga. My bro- my yeah. my kid and I, we we sing to that all the time. Those That's are fun. you know mm-hmm. some powerhouses. So I gave a nice mm-hmm. mix: couple men, couple women. Yeah, mm-hmm. but those that's the music <laughs> I listen to. Cool. Another interesting thing is, you know how they got tired of Creep because it was like the radio hit, I or whatever. Uh, like it's it's kind of like the it's like the establishment, you know. It's like ra- <laughs> radio picked up on that, and it's like the one that they don't like. So, so they stopped singing it. And the, uh, when I was in Iceland, it was the first time they sang it at a concert in something crazy, like eleven years. Oh or my something. god! Why would they? Yeah. I mean, didn't they have two versions? One with swears, one without. So they just keep going back and for forth. Sure. It's you know, it's yeah, enough right. different. <laughs> uh, let's <clears throat> see what else we got. Uh, I've kind of hopped around, so I'm a little lost. This is related though. Podcast. <laughs> okay, so I think this is important to know. I am so busy all the time that I don't listen to many podcasts, but. I have started listening to someone that I think who has just started doing podcasts and I really want to mention her because I think every time I 
find someone that I, I admire in Twitter spaces that has so much knowledge to drop that I, I want to mm-hmm. like bring their name up. Her name is Annie Alexander. And she's launching okay. something about the blockchain and marketing in the NFT space. And so cool. she's very, very fresh and new. And she's been running some spaces. And when I sign into her spaces, she's just like, like so smart and so well spoken. And so um, this is who I would recommend um, us all follow. Her first one is she's had a couple like little teasers, but her mm-hmm. first real one is coming out. Um, I think tomorrow or some some sometime really soon okay awesome cool and but you guys is, uh... of course i mean oh wait it <laughs> yeah. says here don't mention us okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> whoops <clears throat> where are we again which one are we here we are couldn't Ooh. find my button there we are <laughs> all right let's see plug in now this should be interesting. It's not going to be interesting. It's no? <laughs> You're going to laugh and also be disappointed. Just to be okay. clear. Okay. All right. So, my pl- I was like, plugins. That's an interesting question. Plugins. And I'm mm-hmm. like trying to think, do I? I don't really use many plugins. But I do mm-hmm. use mm-hmm. one very often mm-hmm. lately. So, I'm going to say it as my answer so you guys can like leave going, wow, it was really good at the beginning of the interview and then it just kind of went <laughs> downhill. Um, my Chrome MetaMask wallet plugin. So, when I'm on Chrome okay. and I say I want to like purchase something and click that, mm-hmm. the wallet pops up. If it's on Safari, it does nothing. That is yeah. my plugin right. because I'm not, I don't use a lot of plugins. I go, I do such a simple process through what I do that I'm sure I could make my life a heck of a lot easier if I used them, Mm -hmm. but I don't have any. So you mean there's not like a plugin that just automatically makes stop motion animations? Not that (laughs) I use. Yeah, you don't hit the easy button? The easy button. (laughs) But when you tell me what the easy button is please. Mm-hmm. I'm the plugin. I'm the plugin. Yeah. Me. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. One of a kind. Have you ever, have See, you ever, have you ever, uh, uh, has anyone ever, any other companies tried to poach you? You know, any other stop motion companies? I'm, I, yeah, I, I guess I can talk about it now. So when I was doing Paranorman, um, mm-hmm. I had Henry Selick was doing um, a stop motion that actually fell through, but it was based it Pixar was running it, which is why I was so interested in it. Wow. And it was um, I don't even know if I can talk about the name, but it was called Shadow Book. I think it was called okay. Shadow Book. And it was based in San Francisco and Pixar was funding it. And Henry Selick was right doing the writing and also doing directing. And they called me in to be the head of paint. And I went and I talked and I looked and then I decided I just didn't have a good feeling. I thought yeah. everybody involved was awesome in the space in San Francisco. Man, come yeah. I went because I was like looking, I was like asking and talking to people about it. And finally I got you know, the call. And then when it was try- time to make a decision, I just saw like as the better bet at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I, I am actually having conversations with Netflix um, on something that they're working on. Mm. So I might awesome. jump, right. jump onto that, but it wouldn't be 3D printing, surprisingly. It would be more like a matte painting, digital painting cool. um, gig, oh, cool. but I what's might your, do that. What's what's your favorite Leica uh, uh, movie? Um, I really liked the Box Trolls, which I know a lot mm-hmm. of people don't like. That's like 
not necessarily the best one for some, but I really liked those little monsters. I really mm-hmm. did. And Shu is like my favorite. He was like my little buddy. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say that was my favorite. I could watch that over and over. There are some I okay. couldn't. Are I will there, mention are, them. Do you ever, uh, are, are, <laughs> do you ever like uh, watch those movies or watch any stop motion ones and like you <laughs> critique, you analyze it? You're like, oh, oh my look god, at, look at like, the pops there. Oh god, not even yeah. the pops. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll say this and now: when you watch it, you're gonna see it. So okay. this is the curse of asking that question. Mm-hmm. On Coraline, watch Coraline and look at the eyeballs. Because okay. the eyeballs, they had to use an X-Acto knife to turn the eyeballs left, right, up, down. And there are little mm-hmm. dots right near the pupil of where the X-Acto knife was. And sometimes you got a bad, dirty eyeball. And it's like, <laughs> look at you, you. Did they not see that? That's funny. It's like staring me in the eye. No pun intended. Yeah, they didn't fix it in just, post. What's up right? with that? No, exactly. <laughs> and I think because there was a lot less post on Coral. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's something I look huh. at, and I'm just like, oh, or and also, yeah, the the movement or the sh- the chattering across faces mm-hmm. and things like that, yeah. But usually, I'm like, damn, hmm. look at that face. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Do you do you have a favorite? Uh, is there outside of like a? Do you have a favorite stop motion uh, uh, movie? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of stop motion. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of like a stop motion because the okay. work is beautiful. I, again, I'm not gonna lie, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of thumbs down after I say this, but I tried mm-hmm. to walk, watch the Nightmare Before Christmas. I, I bought ask. the fancy track. I was like, oh my god, I'm paying thirty dollars. I'm buying this, and I'm gonna like, it's gonna be. And I put it on after like fifteen minutes. I was like. Hmm. Is this ever going to get going? And yeah. again, what about Wallace and Gromit, though? Okay, yeah, I like, like Wallace and Gromit. I do. Okay, good. I've I've good, seen good. them all, and I would watch them again with my kids. Okay, you got me. Mm-hmm. I'm just a liar. <laughs> I forgot about them. They're amazing. You just you actually like all stop motion, just not Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. I liked Gumby. Oh. It was in a movie, yeah. but I oh, Gumby, yes, yeah. yes. That's funny. Yeah, it w- there was a a big fire at the Wallace and Gromit. Was there facility? Oh yeah, it, at did, one it point, burned right? down, I believe. But they're, I think they're. <laughs> they back. lost everything. Yeah, I yeah. think they're. Uh, they're yeah. yeah, that was kind of sad. Yeah, all of the. I mean, at Leica, Jesus, like a museum. You know, they had a show for Leica um, at the Portland Museum. And it was, I should have sent you pictures. I'm so sorry that I didn't. Um, but I'm sure if you typed in Portland Museum Leica, you'd probably get mm-hmm. like a, a, a crazy amount of pictures. And what was so cool is like, they had a grand opening. I didn't go. I was just at that point too tired and I didn't really care. It, that's a horrible thing, but I didn't. And then I finally went with my family. I was just going to do it on my own time. And I went in and there was this wall of faces, like oh, printed faces. Cool. And it like was filled from the top of the ceiling all the way across and down. It was a whole wall in the Museum of Faces. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I did every single face on that wall. Like, oh my gosh. that wall wow. was like yeah. my wall. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I should have come to the opening. Like, you know, it was like, 
you just get a flush of all these memories and every case you went to was like your different life and where you were. And I met my wife at Leica. So that was kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. so it was like every stage you're walking through this museum, you're remembering all of the things that you experienced at the time. It's That's really cool. cool. Hmm. That's super yeah. cool. That's really cool. It was awesome. How about, how about robot chicken? <laughs> I knew I have friends who worked on robot chicken. Yeah. Um, that's as far as it goes. That's funny. Is it still? Is that still going on? Is that I still think so. Or they, yeah, I think so. It's just been around for a while then. Yeah. Wow. What did your so wife funny. do at Leica? Huh? What did your did wife you? do at Leica? She was a puppet painter as well. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's yep. cool. Slaving right. away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. App. What is oh. your muscle memory go to app on your phone? Um. I actually had a muscle memory app that went to my iPad and it's procreate. That's, Mm -hmm. that is my app. And you know, I, I born and raised as a Photoshop user, right? Mm -hmm. When I started using procreate, I was just like, okay, I had to use it for work. So it was like getting used to it. And you know, it's actually a lot easier to use than Photoshop because it is more just artist. It's like, Oh, I need to, I'm not, finding a weird term or picture like it's very basic which is what's yeah. so lovely about it and then um i just started doing all my work and started really getting into it and what's so cool is it has photoshop layers that you can export so yes, you can right. start with your pad and your pencil and just be like so i am all ipad and um macbook that goes with me like a portable laptop I mm-hmm. do not work on any other system. This is how I work. And so everything mm-hmm. you've seen me do is all on this surface. And so I'll like grab my iPad, do my work, s- export it out in Photoshop, do my work and so on. So at the beginning of this whole NFT thing, I was doing um, Procreate, do the whole image, and then I would animate all of it. So everything was in Procreate. That whole, that yeah. top car is all yeah. Procreate. But then as I got to my third painting... I had just because this that was my first time really animating. I was more on the art directing side or the the concept and color and printing side. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so new at animating in this way, this motion graphics that when I got to my third painting, I was like, "Oh, Procreate can't give me enough layers, or it can't like it's not mm-hmm. significant, you know." But it was a great introduction to animation. I would recommend it to anybody. Don't get like the the snobs. Like if you want to start and you're intimidated, do this. Mm -hmm. then and once it got it wasn't enough i went into photoshop and that gave me a little more and now i'm like oh that's not enough so now i'm into adobe after effects um crawling my right way around that program (laughs) (laughs) why won't it play why won't it play good because it doesn't have it doesn't have more than two frames question for 20 years (laughs) right yeah Yeah. what do you feel about like how do you feel about the the painting tools and procreate compared to real life like the painting that's specifically the painting tools so you know i came up with my whole reasoning behind why i still paint when my wife was like why aren't you just painting online like why do you even have to paint in real life if you have the computer and i said well firstly when i'm painting with the materials like we talked about the organic process of it that is you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be able to re i can recreate how it sits on a canvas and all of that but that's not what this tool is for to me. Like my, like mm-hmm. I can do both. So I really like to merge the two. So when I use Procreate, I rarely use more than like four or five brushes. Like I'm not, 
I, I don't feel mm-hmm. like I, I have to dig very far because the purpose, like I, I love doing translucencies and stuff in the computer. I love to like refine work, but it's really augmentation ultimately. Like there are moments where I'm digging deeper, but I am doing such an integration of two that a lot of my information is coming from my paintings. And then I am just like elevating the painting by being able to be like, oh, I'm going to put this in a package. I'm going to do the package from the computer and, you know, get all the white highlights. Mm-hmm. But I don't need 35 or 50 awesome brushes. I just need a brush. It's smooth or it's, you know, textured. So I'm not really digging too deep into it. I'm one of the most simplest artists you're going to ever meet for like, <laughs> I can do a lot, but I'm not taking advantage of all of the cool stuff. It's almost like I don't right. have time to dig into it, you know? Yeah. Right. Sure. You really have to like learn each one. I only have like three or four pencils or, or pens that I use if I'm in Procreate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you, you know what your go-to is. Yeah. And then when you but, have yeah. it, you don't want to change it. You're just like, this works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm interested to see where the app goes to over the next like 10 yeah. years, you know? Yeah. And have you guys used Astropad by chance? That's another app. I haven't. No, oh. uh, I haven't heard of that one. Oh my God. I, this, I'm going to open up so many doors right now for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Astropad is something that you put onto your, your iPad and your computer. And then they oh. talk to each other and it turns your iPad into a second screen but also mm. allows you to use Photoshop on your iPad because it's taking the memory of the computer and just allowing you to see it. It's like, um, you know, AI mm. almost like it's there, but it's not there because it's just connected to the big, you can, and it's Wi-Fi as well. Oh, so you don't yeah. have to have to be hardcore connected. And mm-hmm. so you can have your iPad over here with your keyboard. If you need it, you're at the <clears> coffee shop, you're drawing with Photoshop. There's no real mm-hmm. lag. And you, it's just like now you're just found the best of both worlds. Now you can use That's your cool. iPad Pro for absolutely anything, anywhere, anytime. iPad Pro. That's yeah, I think I might have tried a trial of this now that I'm looking at it. Yeah. Because they also do Luma Display, right? Yeah. Or Luma, Luma display, display. Or Luna, yeah. Luna Display. Yeah. Now, there's some of this functionality built into the latest version of the, the I, iOS. Or not iOS. The OS. I think, but I don't know if it's ex- as extensive as this. I don't know how it behaves or if, if it's any good. I haven't tried it. If I do, I'll let you know. Yeah, let me know. Let us all know. Yeah. The people want to know. <laughs> now, here's what I want to know. Do you ever play video games? Oh, what a question. What a question. Do I <laughs> do I look like someone? No. Um, I don't, I'm not a big video game person. I will say, though... I will say this. I like to play games. I like strategy. I am a huge Tetris type of person. Like if you put Mm -hmm. Tetris in front of me, I am going to play that game and I'm going to break the system. I'm going to be like, Mm -hmm. like the whole time. Um, So those are kind of more my games, games that make me think are my kind of games. Mm -hmm. Not that, not that the video games don't make you think, but I mean, like there's like a question. You Mm -hmm. have a choice. You can choose A or B. If you choose B, you go to C. But if you choose A, you go to D. And it's like, oh, and yeah, that kind of thing. What about um, um, Portal? Yeah. I feel like the game Portal. Portal. Now, the only thing about Portal is is you'd have you have to kind of be familiar with how you use like an Xbox controller because you have to use the sticks, you know, and some people are good at that. Some people Mm -hmm. aren't. I imagine I would be bad at it. It's very strategic because you have, it builds its way up, but eventually the the premise is 
you have two portal guns. Mm -hmm. One is blue and one is orange. And you can shoot one on the ceiling and then you can shoot one on the wall and they go to each other. Mm -hmm. So if you walk walk through through it, you come come out out the the ceiling. But then it becomes extremely complicated. Like, how do you get to the wall up here and then bounce off of this thing and then go back? I would would probably become addicted to something like that. Yeah. It's a very fun it's game. super fun that and i sounds... think in part two then you get like blue and and orange like goo that you mm-hmm. can like spray on things and yeah. like you yeah know. it would it would only be the learning curve of getting me past the hump right of the right. beginning or introduction of the game mm-hmm. yeah but if i had a friend to be like hey because i i feel <laughs> like that's sometimes the complicated part for me it's like I get something new and I'm not talking like earphones or like a new iPhone. Cause I'm like, Oh God. But if it's something yeah. I've never done, it's like reading the manual and like trying to figure out and just like five minutes later, you're like, I'm going to go do this thing over here that I know how to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds fun though. Okay. This is the, I hope, I hope I'm hoping, Oh, more, more glasses. Well, we already have our thumbnail oh, for the show, God, so, so I don't have to worry anymore. Dirty. <laughs> I want to be able to see this pair, but it, I think this was good. I think this was a good move. Do them all. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. play favorites. That's sure. true. To the glasses. You don't want any of the glasses being sad go. that they didn't make yeah. the cut. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> okay, bring um, it. I'm ready. Life hack. Got oh, my God. Life hack. This was the easiest question for me. It oh, just yeah? came into my head. Right, and normally maybe, the hardest. All right. Yeah. Maybe this is everybody's life hack, but if it's not, it should be. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Duct tape, and I am not kidding. <laughs> okay. I've recently right. found that I carry, I, I'm serious now, I carry a roll of duct tape everywhere I go. It's always in my, my backpack and or my um, traveling bag if I'm getting on a plane. Mm-hmm. Because you, and make sure you have one in the bag going into the plane when you're flying because you always need duct tape i mean i've literally okay. duct tape with well, i didn't like this very much but i've duct taped my phone to the front seat in the front of me because i had no <laughs> way of putting my phone and i was like i don't yeah. want to look down duct tape i am telling you right That's now so you gotta funny. hold your pants duct tape your kid cuts their arm duct tape yeah Okay, okay. Now, how do you feel about gaff tape in comparison to duct tape, You know, that's a really funny question because there was someone who was like, gaff tape is better. And I was just like, gaff? That was their voice. That was their (laughs) voice. Comic book guy. I hope you can tell the differences between all of these voices. Right, of Um, course. Yeah. Very subtle. (laughs) And I was just like, duct tape, specifically Mm -hmm. the original duct tape. Mm-hmm. Can actually, you can put it, and I know this because my son had one. And I was like, oh my God. And it was huge. I was like, where did you get this wart on the bottom of your foot? And it was like, they were walking weird. And we're like, what is wrong with you? You put mm-hmm. duct tape. I hope everybody's listening here. That is a true you put fact. Duct tape <laughs> on the wart every night before bed for weeks, and it will be, it will help heal the wart. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's it, because it's, uh, 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 they like survive off of, uh, like air? moisture and air and stuff. And mm. by doing that, like it, it deprives it of that. True. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Totally. Glasses broken, duct tape. <laughs> you can make a bag. Excuse me, what about gaff tape? Duct tape. <laughs> wallet? <clears throat> duct tape. I had a duct tape wallet. I am. I'm sad to say, yeah. I just retired oh, my duct tape wallet forever. Right? Uh, Do you have it? Yeah. It was. It was probably 
20 years i had a duct tape wallet i just retired it and got this one it's it's an it's a dad wallet i'm so yeah, embarrassed yeah. to right. not have a, right. a duct tape wallet anymore you just know, you get another one you just make one yourself because it's duct <laughs> right. tape right yeah <laughs> i'm telling you that is life hack it's a good life hack i like that yeah i like that yeah. it's good Drop, 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 drop. Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. What's up and welcome to this week's episode of The Drop, your weekly source for all things NFT and crypto art, as well as upcoming drops by notable people in the MoGraph industry. I'm Matt Milstead. Joining me as always, Dave Koss. And this week, we have Tori Bryant and Jonathan Winbush. Hello, hello. What up, what up? So, so um, we're doing this episode about, uh, a little bit early, uh, so we yeah. actually don't have uh, whatever drops are happening. But if you want to know, just go to makersplace.com or Nifty Gateway. There we go. That's how you yeah, do right. it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, since Matt's going to be on vacation, we're going we're gonna to talk about something that uh, y'all are working on. I don't know which one of you wants to give us the, the summary and the rundown, <laughs> but uh, what you got cooking? Jonathan, I think you are going to do a much better job describing this than me. <laughs> okay so this is going to be to my understanding the largest nft exhibition to date so far and it's going to be happening in shanghai china at the shanghai plaza and so this is going to be an auction style nft to my understanding so they're going to have you know it's going to be auctioned off in a physical location Mm -hmm. Also online, there's going to be a new site launching alongside the exhibition. It's called Om Art. It's not launched yet, but it's going to be launching, I guess, within like a week or so because the show's on July 31st. Awesome. And there's a whole gang of artists that we know that's going to be in the lineup. Myself, we have Tori, we have G-Monk, we have um, Brilly, friend of the show Brilly. Mm-hmm. We have Render Fruit. Like just a whole hodgepodge of cool artists that are in there. So it's um it's really cool. I believe this is going to be the first NFT, NFT show in China. So really looking forward to it. That's cool. Now I've got um, I've got some links here. Am I able to bring those up right now? Are you? Is this okay for me to show the uh, the 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 G Monk <laughs> link that I have here that you sent me? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, okay, cool. Just want to bring that up here. Um, so so tell me uh, tell me about this actually. <laughs> So this is an exhibition that G-Monk did in, I'm probably going to butcher the name, (laughs) I want to say Gozu, China, (laughs) back in like 2019. And so the person that curated G-Monk to come out to China to do this exhibition for this special piece that he created, it's the same person that's putting together this NFT show. And so I guess that's why G-Monk is involved with this one, because of the relationship that was already there. But this kind of gives you a glimpse of some of the physical stuff that will be at the show floor exhibition. Yeah, I think it's... Is this... Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think um, it's really in the element of it's supposed to, or so we think, it's the largest NFT exhibition to date. I mean, just to think about that wow. is so exciting. That's that's pretty epic. And to have these talented artists, including Jonathan, into that crew <laughs> is... is <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Kid Mograph and everybody. The um, so there's going to be the banquet, and uh, this is let's see. The show starts July 31st, and um, you also have a couple other uh, a couple other 
NFTs here, Winbush. Are these related to this, or is this something different? No, no, that that's something completely oh, okay. different. Well, we'll come back to that yeah. in a minute then. Also, the um, name of the show yeah. is, is called I'm Meta, right? Is that mm-hmm. my, it's Meta? Yep, I'm Meta, and it's um, yep. it's Om Art, correct, Winbush? Om Art, that's the yeah, name Om of Art, the new platform. platform. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be similar to like a Christie's or Sotheby's auction. Mm-hmm. So the show is going to be for a month. So okay. like we don't have the full details of how everything's going to go down, but I think it's going to be like the show's mm-hmm. going to drop on the 31st. The exhibition in Shanghai is going to be open to the public for that entire time. So feel free to and go. while you're there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're <laughs> if you're watching it, feel free to go. But, um, yeah, I believe that you'll be able to make bids in person and also online as well. And so after the month is finished, you know, the top bidder wins whatever NFT they're going for. Awesome. Yeah, I'm being careful what I'm saying because I know that, like, we had to get permission just to talk a little bit about it just to make sure mm-hmm. we don't want to. <laughs> yeah. So there's still a lot of stuff that's still in, in development. Um, right. Are, are you able to talk about like the kind of like the approval process with these NFTs because they are in China or. That's an interesting kind of question. A, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing I could say probably is for all the artists that were involved, we had to send our work ahead of time because everything has to be approved mm. through the, um, the committee mm-hmm. first. I'll just say that. And yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there is a process like they don't want to have any type of copyright issues or right. anything offensive in the work and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it does go through a process of being looked over and you have to give like your explanation behind the piece and everything like that too. So, right. It, it was an approval process. Like you can't just throw anything up there. Like they do go through it. And that's yeah. pretty exciting too, because you're just like, you know, waiting. Did, 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 they, right? did they like it? Is it accepted? So you get the like the double feelings of yes, mm-hmm. it got it got through. Yeah, that's right. great. Oh, that's cool. And Tori, you've got uh, foundation. Foundation. Yes. Uh, bring that up here as well. People can check this out. Tell us a little bit about your your foundation pieces here. So um, my work is basically encompassing kind of everything we talked about, you know, my background Mm -hmm. in fine arts um, and then moving forward into the whole storytelling and stop motion. Um, And what I decided to do was to take my traditional oil painting process, um, do some of the main parts of the painting here, the digital painting here, bring it into the computer, then finish it off with digital painting and oh, then so do motion graphics cool. to um, to finish off the work. And my work is all about the story. So it's like the way I can describe it is when I first do my work, I'm in this part of my brain, which is oil painting. It's not about, you know, you know, if there's too much information when you start, it's like you, you can kind of your brain kind of explodes. So with this element, it's like I am oil painting. It is me. And I am collaborating with the materials. I am, you know, having this really intimate, you know, conversation with the materials. And mm-hmm. and I am limited to what I am capable with my hands or with the paintbrush I'm using or with the medium I'm using. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when I take that and I bring it into the computer, then another part of my brain, because that the painting is about emotion, color, composition, brushstroke and what I'm feeling when I get into the computer, mm-hmm. it's about what, how am I going to build a story around my pieces? I mm-hmm. want to, I want a message. I want 
people to get something out of my work. And I also want them to go, oh, wait a minute. Whoa, I didn't see that before. Hey, this is telling a story. And so then this other part of my brain, which is like strategy and just um, storytelling. And also now I'm not limited by my materials or my hands. I've got I have a computer, which is like, oh, that didn't work. I'm just going to undo that. And I can really hone and refine anything I want. So that then the digital painting aspect comes out, the story painting aspect comes out. And then when that is ready, I move it into the motion graphics and I, I give it a small element to kind of bring that whole story to life. And so you can kind of see my work. Um, I have just like the real thing, which is the, the gun you were showing and it's talking about how we're like indoctrinating children early on and we're like hey you know <laughs> let's show you how the gun works and actually children died use shooting themselves in the mouth with this candy so i thought this was a good message and then like the do me be me with the the barbie-esque dolls and mm-hmm. you know just talking about how the first doll lily was made for men and um, actually sold at smoke shops and then given to um, little girls. Mattel bought them out and was like, why don't we give them to our daughters? So the first it's do me, which is the men and the dolls and then the be me. Now let's give it to our kids so they can Hmm. be just like them. That kind of like theme. And then Mm -hmm. the, um, the first one's called gaslighting with cop car. Um, And then the, then the, the, the other one is gay marriage and just about how we're still on processed film while everybody else is in the digital world. Like we're still behind, Mm -hmm. we're still working on equality. Um, And then my new drop that's coming, very excited about it. It's going to be another part of the gaslighting series and it's going to be about an ice cream truck. And it's the ice cream jingle and about how it's riddled with um, racism and there's the whole story behind it. And I'm going to, again, build a story around um, this topic within my painting by I, I've already started my oil paintings. I think I sent you a little quick uh, video of that. And it's just showing oh, you yeah. an ice cream truck being painted. And that's like I just started it yesterday and um, I'm building the story. Yeah, I got that right here, too. That's going to be, that's going to, this is going to be like a really, this has been me doing research on this whole topic and everything has been really emotional. Everything I've done thus far has been really emotional, but this, it means something to me in a different way because I feel like this is a huge message. People need to know how deep racism is in our system. And this is going to tell an interesting story. Mm -hmm. That's great. And and when when do you think approximately you're going to drop this? Um, I think maybe in about two weeks or so, two or three weeks. Okay. I love that you add in like now having talked for the past hour and a half or so. You know, <laughs> I love that. Like, I know kind of your background and your history, and seeing that also come out in your work. As well as, like, it's not just, it's a story that you're telling, you know, but you're telling it also from your point of view and uh, the background that you've had. I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, and, having and worked that's where for the value Hasbro, is. you know, and, and uh, you know, painting toys and stuff like that, and then seeing that come across in these, I think that's so rad. I love that. that that's Thank where you. the value is. Like, that's, yeah. that's where an NFT has that value that that you want to buy it for that reason. It's not just, you know, here's a random daily, like there's something behind it in the person's uh, who has 
designed it has a meaning behind it. That's like that's why I buy NFTs anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all. And I'm blown away. <laughs> I didn't know that about Lily and Barbie. Oh yeah. yeah. Well that's another yeah conversation you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah uh and uh, uh winbush you got some li- some links as well here to uh a couple things you got going on um tell us tell us about these i got this one that's uh rest in eth i do but real quick back to tori's story mm-hmm. this is the big reason why i wanted her to come on the show because her history and her background especially be you know going into her nft work it's a story that I felt needed to be told. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad she had this opportunity to chat with you guys and really get that message out there. And yeah. I can't wait for her next NFT because that one is going to be really powerful. Like the whole backstory yeah. behind that. I mean, yeah, it's insane. So hats off to you, Tori. I can't wait for that drop. Hopefully you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We were we were talking about um, off the air when Bush and I were talking about the fact that you may did you have trouble getting on a platform at first dude uh, you know when i started um and i i don't think i i i started in like the end of march or something and mm-hmm. um i want i i knew the value of because my mom was a, a craft person and i knew the value of getting accepted into something whether it be by an artist or by uh, some kind of group of people a community because it it was weeding out certain kinds of work and focusing on whatever their deal was. And I've, I applied to every platform more than once. And Mm -hmm. the only Mm -hmm. one I didn't apply for was foundation because it's through the artist. So I just had to like continue showing my work to other artists. And after like five or six weeks, someone actually two women went to my DM and were like, we need more women. Your work is really cool. You're a mother, you're hardworking. We want you. And so Mm -hmm. it's really awesome. And I, you know, I'm just continue trying to pay it forward with women because a, I am one and B, I feel like Mm -hmm. we are, we need to like really have a bigger presence here. And Mm -hmm. it's just been crazy that, and then, you know, finally I got accepted into maker's place. um, just three days ago. And I was like, wow, it's, like after all this time, I've, I just keep applying, and I think that's a I think that's a really important message to tell. That mm-hmm. if you're rejected, don't isn't there like a saying out there? You could you're rejected a thousand times. All of the famous people out there mm-hmm. have been rejected. You just have to keep doing yeah. it until you get what you want. That's right. That's the uh, that's the line from um, who was it? The Three Stooges. <laughs> if at first you don't <laughs> succeed. Keep on sucking until you do succeed. That's my motto. <laughs> That's mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm just, it's just surprising because it's like, you know, hey, Oscar winner here. Come on. Right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Just, I mean, not to put anybody down, too, but like just seeing a lot of the artists out there that were killing it. And I'm just like, right. Tori's saying like she couldn't get on Super Rare mm-hmm. or you know, maker's place yeah. or whatever. And I'm just like, what's going on? Like, you know, so she definitely needed to get her story out there and get some eyes on her work. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy she got on maker's place. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. So, well, I'm, yeah. I'm doing you on your success. And- I'm doing the China show because Winbush was like, I want you to come with me and do this. And I was like, this is my brother right here. Mm-hmm. My younger brother. But I don't, I've never actually, <laughs> not by that much. <laughs> but, like, but whatever. Yeah. Cool. Well, Winbush, I know you're. Uh, I know you're a little short on time, so I want to make sure we 
we show yours too. Tell us about uh, tell us about this one right here. You sent me this link. So yeah, this one, Rest in ETH. I sent that to you because this is by Mixtus, and he is actually one of the curators for this show in China. He's a teacher here at the Laguna Beach Arts um, Arts College, I think it's called. But yeah, I wanted to make sure he got some shout out in the show as well, just because he helped curate all the artists that are going to be, mm-hmm. at least from the state side, that are going to be inside the show there. And I just saw that he dropped that on Foundation, I think, yesterday. Awesome. So I sent you that link just so we could try to get him some shine here as well. Cool. Gotcha. That's awesome. And then you've got this one too. You got a tweet here. Tell us about this. Yeah, so this is actually from the Wild Sun Collective series. You guys spoke on it a little bit last week. It finally dropped. Oh, the okay. Other day. Oh, this is for, so, okay. Yeah, from the NFT book. I think yeah. they sold like 200 copies that first day of the book. Nice. And then they dropped all the artists along with it on OpenSea. And so those are my three NFTs that were dropped a part of the collective. But you had like Robbie Trevino and mm-hmm. Siobhan and Annabelle. And yeah, it was like, it was a really cool drop. Like they even had like, Emmy-winning music composers do, like, soundtracks for the book and everything, and somebody created, like, a language just for the book. Like, she actually created, like, an entire language, which is crazy, and released that as, like, a Genesis NFT. And so the collective itself, I would say, check it out. It's the Wild Sun Collective. A lot of really cool work in there. They had, they even had, like, somebody that draws maps for a living, like, hand draws maps. Like, she created, yeah, yeah, (laughs) she created, like, an entire map for this fictional world. So a lot of cool um, NFTs in there. That's cool. That's awesome. That's super yeah, cool. we're gonna we're gonna try and uh, I think there's gonna be some other books. We're gonna try and do a special uh, on on some NFT book stuff, so that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it was a good success. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Look who's uh, here. Therapy. Looks like your dog's here. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, how's it going, everybody? How's it going, good. Matt? Uh, here, you going on vacation soon? I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's still hot out there. It's the it dog days of summer for sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I came by just yeah. to wish you a happy vacation. Maybe I can take over the show while you're gone, you know? You're That'd more than new, welcome to. Yeah, a new breed of podcasters. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, actually, I'm going to take some time off. I think I might go, you know, clean up the house, maybe go clean up the attic, look through all that stuff. I'm a little scared, though, because I heard there's some Cat 5 cable up there. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, uh, have have fun at Disney World, <laughs> and uh, don't do anything goofy. No. Oh <laughs> man. Bye. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> had to come up with something, you know, twice in one week, right? Right. It's hard to do. It was Gotta good. Keep Dave. these puns. Good. Well done. Keep these puns oh, going. You know? Right. Eventually, yeah. you're gonna run out of dog I puns. I know. I'm gonna have to I was figure something out. How long does it take you to think of these every week? I, I can't know, usually write them before long. the show. I mean, yeah. How long? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, Winbush, thanks for thanks for dropping by and uh, and uh, saying hi to us mm-hmm. and yeah, talking about some NFTs for a while. And uh, I'll hook up with you after the show. We'll we'll talk for a little bit. And uh, you want to yeah. you want to outro us, Matt, and we'll get back to the show. Yes. So uh, if anyone has any drops that they are releasing for the week, feel free to email us info at mograph.com and we will uh, show them on the show. Um, otherwise, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Let's get back to the weeks. show. All right. Woo. Yep. 
Support Tori. <laughs> is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. Oh my gosh. So much, so much to take in. Thank you so much for being on Tori, with us. Tori, this was an me. awesome show. Yeah. Oh yeah. my like, god, this was so fun. This is my first show, so I am so. I'm now everybody past this. I just hope they can start the rounds. You know what yeah. I mean? Hope they can totally. hold up to it. Stand up I am to your so excited. You've you've got to keep us updated on when your drop is mm-hmm. specifically, yes. so that we can mm-hmm. talk about it on the show. Because I'm so excited to see how it does. I'd like to bid on it, but I'd like to think that I don't have enough ETH. Yeah. To. <laughs> to buy it well but i'm I, excited about yeah. it and I, I would love to come back on and just talk about duct tape again if nothing else sure yeah because absolutely I'll, I'll prepare some duct tape you know presentation sure you're gonna have to come <laughs> by and see us at camp since yeah. you're up there come, come stop by send me the hi. information send me the information yeah, yeah. That would come be check really out cool. the scene and you yeah. know maybe uh maybe we could get you to do some stop motion stuff at the next yeah. one or something yeah, yeah because you heard i'm really good at doing actual stop right, motion right, animation right. i'll be like okay or, guys that's how you do it do you oh, do you do any 3d painting. printing at home yeah uh yeah that's no i don't have no? a 3d printer no really yeah huh you well, know maybe i some feel painting. like I, I i explained this to one person at one time is like I'm, I've been so professionally fulfilled. I don't need to take that stuff home with me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, like yeah, I, yeah, could yeah. Never, great, I couldn't even equal the, the technology I had my hands on at home. So yeah. I would just be like, what is this yeah. little string machine? You know, it's like, oh, it made me a little flat. You know, I'm like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. Where's the face? Where's the 3D color printed <laughs> yeah. face? I can make it do you it. Just, you could just go to work and print something if you need something. Yeah, yeah. right. It's That's true. Like, yeah. That's yeah. true. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to have to hang out. Please mm-hmm. send us send us your info when yeah, it's coming out cuz we we want to we want to um talk about that on the drop for sure. And uh only thing is Matt might still be on vacation, but I'm going to make sure to <laughs> yeah. to get it in there somewhere. Uh, so. Matt, you know, just give us your dates. You know, I'll try to work my schedule of painting yeah. around your schedule. I'll be I'll be gone Disney. until the end of July. Yeah. Oh, well, Maybe, I'm going to be gone m- at the end Dorpy of July too. can just too. do it on his own. You know, yeah. it's fine because I'm going my daughter's birthday. We're going to the beach. So, you know, it'll probably be early August. Let's let's like look look at that. Okay. Cool. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes. Leave yes. a review. Helps get our ratings up. Subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. You can also subscribe to the newsletter. I think it's going to go out uh, next week or this week, I guess, if technically you're listening next week. You could say you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab classic, Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. The uh, Render Things t-shirt, hoodie, long sleeve tee, the That Render is Fire shirt, which you are only allowed to wear ironically, unless, unless you're shams. Yeah. Uh, the MoGraph Blandishment shirt, classic, is on there as well. It's classic throwback. It's not classic. It's classic. Right. It's throwback. Right. It's throwback. Yeah. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Check out the TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> and MoGraph.com. So, so check us out there. Uh, Tori, people want to find you on the interwebs. Where can they find you? ToriBrian20 on Twitter. I'm on there every single day chatting with people. So that's a good spot. But awesome. if you want to connect with me via email, go to ToriBrian.design or at, like just check me out. And uh, you can always send me an email that way. Awesome. Don't awesome. send me a message on Instagram. 
you'll get a you <laughs> may get a response within three months. Like just okay. don't do yeah. it that way. Cool. All right. Well, we're gonna get out of here. Till next time. I'm Dave, and I'm Matt, and I'm Tori. Have a good one. Later, yo. Bye, guys. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SeaGraph, HalfRes, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. Can you get that render done? Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software, learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.